She got so real. <laughs> Listen, I know. <laughs> Welcome to the Rehab Podcast, your one-stop shop for all music, video games, movie, and TV show news. My name is Devin Knoll, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ian Reed. Hello, everyone. Good to be back. Happy to be back for episode four of the Rehab Podcast. Count that one, two, three, yeah, high four. Four, high four. All right. This week on the podcast, in the music section, we're going to be going back in time. We're going to talk about Nirvana. Cool. On MTV's Unplugged, we're going to talk about some of the best concept albums of all time. I haven't let it go since last week. <laughs> we're, going to, we're going to talk about the Moving On concert up at Penn State. Th- that one's exciting. That one's really exciting. And, of course, Bops Are Not Again. Hell yeah. Heck yeah. We're also, in video games, we're going to talk about a new Jet Set Radio video game? What? If you know, you know. We're going to talk about Nintendo. They didn't care about Dolphin. But they care about Discord. What the heck? What the, that's true, actually. I didn't think of that. <laughs> and we're going to talk about the possibilities of a Legend of Zelda theme park. Movie time. I've got many points. I went big brain. And I think that I've, I think that I've stumbled upon some Fantastic Four news that is going to be fantastic. Oh, that's what that four stands for. I've been trying to figure it out. Okay, okay, okay. I'm excited now. We've got some... We've got some uh, some video game and comic book movie news as well. I got a as couple always. of a one-offs. I'm gonna do rapid fire later as well, and I may or may not have some reviews of something that I've watched this week. We'll see. Oh, bit of a surprise. All that and more on this week's episode of the Reup. Perfect. You do right. it so well every time. Thank you. You know what? We do it so well every time. You're damn right. It's like a. It's You're like an, damn right. It's like an alley oop. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get the dunk, but not without that setup. You calling me Scotty Pippen? I don't know what that means, but yes. You're calling yourself Michael Jordan, and I'm Scotty Pippen. I'm so sorry. So you think that you're the you think I, that you you're clearly the know name. I didn't mean it like that. You think that you're the name right. that everyone knows, uh, okay. and I'm the I don't know who that is. Oh, that's the real podcast. That's Devin's friend. <laughs> why, why are you talking about music? Then they'll know who you are. Hey, what's up, everybody? Here it is, D- <laughs> DJ Easy Ian, ready to spin. <laughs> ready to spin you a yarn. All right, Dove. Uh-huh. So, something I want to talk about. First things first. One of, the realists. One, of, one, of, one of the biggest, most genre-defining artists of, I guess we can call it our life, even though we were barely around, Nirvana. I count it. I counted too. I, I read today, which I was just looking up Nirvana because I wanted to talk about them. I knew I did, so I wanted to do a little more research. And it says that they, re- them, releasing, uh, they, oh, them, releasing, <laughs> releasing, okay. uh, Nevermind, the Nevermind album. Of course. Well, not only With did the baby they, penis. yes, not only did they, I said that really weirdly. Yes. So excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's that you knew. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, I know me. I have to cut that out. <laughs> you should leave in the part just where you say, I have to cut that out. <laughs> I, I have to cut that out, Devin. Okay. You can only catch what I actually said on our Patreon. <laughs> Uncut. Anyways. Um, so I found out that them releasing Nevermind. Obviously, nobody thought that they were going to get big because they were they were good locally, but they, they were not what they became. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it said that they 
pretty much with that album single-handedly ended uh what do, what do they call it like hair hair rock hair metal in the 80s like that is what just drove it out the door and brought grunge pop punk into Thank God, into the too. mainstream and i love that album i love nirvana so much they're one of my favorite bands of all time Loaded. anyway when they were on mtv's unplugged back in the day you know what mtv's unplugged is of course i do okay so as well uh a haas take on me on mtv unplugged everyone knows that song take on me yeah of course everyone knows that song they did the unplugged version acoustic i cried it that's, was that good. So that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. A lot of MTV's Unplugged back in the day used to be, oh, we love these bands. Let's go see these bands. They're going to do this long set. It's going to be a very intimate show, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Nirvana went on MTV's Unplugged and changed the entire thing. Wow. Ever since Nirvana's been on that, people that go on it now don't just play the hits. Nirvana went on and played songs people never heard of. And I bring this to you because one of my... I wouldn't say favorite bands, but a band that anytime they release something new I'm interested in is Bastille. We sing uh, Pompeii. Uh, uh, I was about to say, the guys that made that song Pompeii? Yeah. Okay. So I, I've heard some good songs by them, and it's, I don't know, I couldn't tell you the names of any albums or anything, but I'm always sure. interested when I see they have new music out. And I saw that they were releasing for like, it's called like Record Store Day. I don't know what day it is, sometime in April. But they're releasing their MTV Unplugged on vinyl. There are like three words in that statement that really let you know that we've come full circle in the timeline. They're releasing MTV Unplugged on vinyl. You would not think it was 2023. I agree. You know what I mean? Vinyl this year, or I guess 2022, um, outsold CDs. I heard that. Yeah. I heard that. That is crazy that we live in this timeline. So a little more background is I talked I talked about Nirvana first, but really I saw Bastille did this first mm. and they released, they released Pompeii and I saw it was from MTV Unplugged, so I wanted to listen to it. And it was that like acoustic version of it, very intimate sounding. It was completely, I mean, it's a song, but it right. sounded so different. It's, it sounded really cool. I love acoustic versions of songs. Yeah. That's what I was getting at with the take on me. It's like, everyone knows that it's like this, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but like when they did the acoustic version on MTV Unplugged, it was such a sad, sad song. And it made you feel something, you know what I mean? And like, I haven't listened to a song like that mm. where like it actually made you feel something, dude. And like tears came to my eyes, you know what I mean? I do. And I'm not ashamed to admit that. You shouldn't, you should never be. That's what I'm saying. We got to stop this toxic masculinity of men never cry, dude. I cry all the fucking time. I'm about to cry right now. I'm just talking about it. You okay? I got a lot going on right now. Okay? All right, that's it for episode four. <laughs> Devin needs 30 minutes to calm down. <laughs> I'm such a snowflake, dude. Anyways, Bastille. Yes, so I listened to it, and I thought it was remarkable. Mm. But when they released that, they haven't released the whole They haven't released the whole uh, cut yet. All okay. of them. But they released one other song, and I, when I saw it, I wanted to listen to it because I thought Nirvana, and the other song they released was their cover of Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit. In Bloom. Oh, that's a good one, though. That's yeah. a good one. And it was it was beautiful. It was great. I loved it. Another really good acoustic song while we're talking about it, I'm thinking about it, is uh, a lot of these punk rock bands, they used to back in the day, I don't think they have recently, they would do, well, they would do, like, uh, they go, like, rap goes punk or rap goes pop, stuff like that. Yeah. But they did punk goes acoustic, and they did a couple of albums like that. And there's a song by all-time low, uh, Jay-Z Ray, 
Okay. And that song is really good, but my favorite version, and a lot of people that I know that know that song, their favorite version is the acoustic version of Jason Gray. That song is so much better like that, and it's just beautiful. It's so crazy how, like, you hear a song, and then a band does the same song but acoustic, and it just brings out an entirely new field. Yeah. You know what I mean? It brings out, like, these whole different emotions. Like, if a a band does it right, they can take the happiest song and just make it so sad. And, like, I love bands that have range like that. And, you know, while we're talking about bands doing covers, I have so little respect for bands who do covers. Like, let's say a dude sings a song that a girl sings about a dude. I have a perfect example of this, but continue. And they change the gender. Yep. In the song. Like, if the song is originally about a guy, keep the song about a guy. Who cares that you're a dude singing it? I'm so happy they just said that. Thank you. I don't even know what I set up. And the main reason... I'm Scotty Pippen now. <laughs> Here's the mother freaking slam dunk, Dev. There it is. So, when we talked, we talked about it on the podcast three years ago, Weezer released the Teal album, and it was an album uh, all of covers. I remember this. And when they, when they released it, the first single they released was uh, TLC's No Scrubs. Right. And that's exactly what Rivers Kumo said, was he said... Why would I change it just because I'm a man singing this? I am so glad he said that, dude. And oh. one of my favorite songs from Paramore of all time. What's that song? What's it called? Uh, Misery, Misery Business. Business. Oh, yes. oh you, were, you were fascinating. <laughs> um, uh, when MGK went punk rock, and his punk rock album was actually phenomenal. I've heard a few songs. It's pretty good. He did a cover of Misery Business with Travis Barker of Blink-182 on the drums. That song is so good. Love that song. But he did change it. What? In a matter mother freaking scrub. <laughs> Unbelievable, dude. And no matter how much I love that, I think about that all the time. I remember Kumo saying that. And every single time I'm listening to that song and sing along, nothing but I, I say it the right way. I sing it the right Why? way, guys. Why change the gender? Why? You know what I mean? It's such like a small, small thing. And you 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 could see it as like me being picky or whatever, but like that's not what the song was about. It wasn't about a dude. Yeah, it was do about it. a chick. Do it justice. If you're going to do a cover of a song, do the cover of the song correctly. Do we dare drop the F-bomb this early one? That's up to you, man. Hey. No, 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 no. Hey, I don't know. Like, I, I'm very passionate about this for some odd reason, but I think there's a better place for it, probably. Okay. Right, man. Hey, man, I, I got to do it the past, like, two episodes, so it's all you. Hey, listen. When you're ready. When, it, when, it, when, the, when the opportunity arises, I'm not going to deny you. Fair you know what I mean? I, I could care less about having it. But. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next topic. Today is Friday, April the 14th. And I've waited for this day. Oh, one day away. To be in the 13th. Sorry. Oh, oh yes. Sorry. sorry. I was like, I, 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 I was, I was like from Friday the 15th? What are you. <laughs> wrong way. Wrong way. <laughs> um, I've waited for this day for so long because my favorite current punk rock band Waterparks released their album. They, uh, unfortunately... Oh, no. No, no, no. Not bad. Oh, okay. They unfortunately released... It's only an 11-song album, which I love a small album. But they unfortunately released five songs early. Eggers not always better. Facts. Thank you. Um, Fellas. So a lot of these songs... <laughs> ladies. So a lot of these songs, like, you know, I already knew, like, half of them already. But yeah. there's some there's some really good new songs on it. There's, like, I, I think I talked about it previously about, I think last week I was saying that they were, mm. were releasing an album and they're a band that they're constantly kind of changing their style a you little did. bit here and there. Um, 
this this album kind of confused me at first because the first well the first one was kind of like you know made you feel good made you feel whatever and then the next one was like uh, what's it called oh man i don't think the name's on country without looking up i don't want to look it up right now but anyway sure. the next song that they released was like not like screamo but it was just like very heavy you know what i mean it was like whoa we oh, know what i mean yeah. what are we doing this is such a change up then the next I, song I, they released was their music that's very surprising slower again and i was like yeah. what the heck but anyway long story short intellectual property by water parks is out now water parks does this really cool thing where where every album they've released they've been going like a b c d e f g and then i for intellectual property but they've released that many albums they released airplane conversations okay uh, they released uh something that has a b in it back to basics they released uh crave c this dude's a water park fan they released, this guy knows this band. They released. I'm not looking it up on my phone. They released something. I don't know. But yeah, anyway, they did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, entertainment, then fandom, then greatest hits, and then intellectual. Oh, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, dude, it, it, it's it's really cool that they do that a lot. Also, if you, if you like water parks or interested in them at all, they have uh, the lead singer has his own uh, like kind of streetwear brand called High Def. Um, it's you have to like sign up for their email and like they'll send you the password when they drop something. They drop one item a time, and it's almost always limited to like three hundred pieces. And that's not three hundred small, it's three hundred medium. That's three hundred total across all sizes. And it usually people will be like, as soon as they show that it's something going to be there, they'll be like, oh, the password's set. And everybody on Twitter just hacks the password, and tries to figure it out. <laughs> and then sometimes they're like, well, it's not dropping until tomorrow, but all the mediums are sold out. Sorry. Wow. Uh, number one, the fake scarcity that they're creating is genius. Absolutely genius. You know what I mean? Have you ever heard of a little brand called Supreme? Yeah, once or twice in passing. Okay. That's yeah. exactly what they do. Wait, Supreme does that? Yes. I had no idea. Supreme makes their makes their clothing extremely overpriced. And extremely and scarce. Extremely scarce. Sheesh. And that's why even if you buy something, if you're ever on Supreme and you're like, I don't really like this, but I have the money for it, just buy it and then sell it online because uh, it's got value. How did they do that? <laughs> you know what? While we're talking about this, how did Gucci equate their name to good? You know, when it, for example, when someone's like, hey, are you OK? And you go, oh, I'm Gucci. How did they do that? How did they do that? That is incredible branding. Gucci. Whoever's in the branding department needs 15 raises. Did you ever watch uh, House of Gucci? No. So that, it's got uh, Lady Gaga and Adam Driver. Wow. Or like the leads of that movie. And there's other big names in that movie as well. But oh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. And it's like about. a biopic about Gucci on the, right. on the yeah, up yeah. and up. And actually, it's about the murder of... Oh, yeah. But anyway, um, at one point in it, they start talking about, like, I think, like, Adam Driver and her, like, they leave wherever they live, assumedly Italy, probably. Oh, And yeah. they move to New York City. And Lady Gaga's, like, his wife, and she's talking about how she was in, I don't know if she's in, like, Chinatown or, like, maybe just, I don't know, like, Times Square, whatever. But she says that she sees, like, these, like, bootleg Gucci bags, you know what I mean? And they were just, like, she's, like, you got to get them in trouble. Like, you got to, you know, and they were just, like, yeah. Like it's it it brings it brings renown it brings you know what I mean everybody wants a Gucci bag, who cares if they're fake? Wow. People will pay more because they want the real thing. So highbrow. That is so smart. That is genuine. And that's a oh man, we gotta move all this topic because I'm about to go on like a we're about to make this a two and a half hour podcast just on me ranting alone. So let's move all on. Right. Let's move on. So next thing, um, moving on. Oh, perfect. 
What a perfect Mo- moving on to moving on. Yeah. So every year, if you don't know, now you know. Penn State does a concert every year in late April. And what Penn it State. is, is repping Penn State. You can see this on the live stream of the Reup podcast coming to you, TBD. Anyway, they do a free concert every year. And what it is, it's for all the graduates of Penn State that are moving on. You know, they're yeah. graduating. They're moving on to better things. It's a free concert. It's, I mean, it's technically for Penn State students, but they don't. you don't need a Penn State ID to get in. You just True. need a legal ID that you're 18 years or older. All of these are facts. Uh, we've gone to what two, maybe three. I went to two. You went to three. Okay, yeah. So I've gone to three. Ian's gone to two. And actually, fun, fun, real quick side story. The one, the one time that I went to moving on and he didn't is the one that I think I talk about the most. Because who was it that year? It was Big Sean and Passion uh, Pit. In Passion Pit, yeah. yeah. And Big Sean came on. Everyone was like, I don't with you. And like, yeah, it was like hype or whatever. But like, I was more excited about Passion Pit. And when Passion Pit came on, like people were leaving because Big Sean was done. But dude, I was there for... I love Passion Pit. Oh my God. I just want to hear... Oh, I was so excited for that. They didn't play it. I got, I got a little something for you, Dev. Let's hear it. And if you're a big Passion Pit fan... Hey. You better stay tuned for the bops or not this week. No shot. Are you kidding me? Okay, I'm excited now. I'm excited. What um, we're talking about? Oh, moving on. So, moving on this year. Devin, we've got... Let's hear it. Coin. Okay. Name me one song. Never heard of Coin before. <laughs> right. But we've also got Neon Trees. So, I'm actually pretty hype about Wait, it. Wait, I know them. Yeah, they sing Animal. And everybody talks, baby. They sing Everybody Talks. Love that song. They sing 1983. Don't know that one. They sing songs I can't listen to anymore. Is, is that the name of a song? Yeah, he's like talking about how he loves... He, he found these songs when he's with his girl, then they broke up, and not any time the song plays, he just can't even listen to know. it. It's actually a really good song. That's a pretty good concept. I like that concept. And then, Devin, uh-huh. headlining, moving on, 2023. Big Sean again. Jid. No. Jid, no. coming to less than an hour no. from you for, no, for freezies. No, 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 no. You're joking. You're joking. I swear to you that the arguable front runner of the Spillage Village <laughs> is going to be in our backyard for free. I am two weeks from today. Beyond shell shock. April twenty eighth. The dude. April 28th. The dude that we've been talking about these past three three episodes, I think. Yeah. The past three episodes we've talked about at least once is in a free concert that is a forty minute drive away. Yeah. Oh. So he, I don't know about thinks, you. But... He thinks <laughs> we have a concert we need to go to. <laughs> that is so cool. That is actually so cool. And he's gonna be doing his newest album, which is the one amazing. You, yeah, the one he just gave rave reviews about last week. Literally an incredible, incredible album. And you know he's gonna be doing it. Dance now, dance. Oh my god! No, 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 no. We're going to that concert. Yes, sir. No it's, questions. It's asked. not. Yeah, there's no questions. We're going. No. And you know what? We're gonna tell you exactly how good he is uh, live. I don't know why I couldn't think of the word. You should follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ReUpPod because I will be posting videos of the concert. <laughs> I'm going to be that guy that you're like, oh, please stop. But actually, you're going to see the videos and you're going to be like, 
Oh, please, more. Please, please don't one stop. more, sir. One more. You're going to hear me and Devin go, one more song. One more <laughs> song. And I'm going to be plastered the whole time. I got to drive home. But Devin's going to be plastered. <laughs> anyway, very, very hyped exciting. about that. that Two weeks exciting. away. Cannot wait. And next up, Dev, what I want to talk about before we listen to some music. So, last week, we were talking about concept albums, right? Right. And so this week, I thought, you know what? I like to listen to albums and then talk about them, whether they're old, whether they're new. Preferably they're new, but whatever. Sometimes it doesn't work out like that. And I decided to look up best concept albums of all time, just to see what came up. And how many of them were Kendrick Lamar? Well, we'll get to that. Oh, wait, nail on the head? Okay. So, the number eight best concept album of all time was My Chemical Romance. Who made this list? Rolling Stone magazine. Okay, reputable. Yes. Was My Chemical Romance's The Black Parade. Incredible album. Loved that album. Listened to it front to back for the first time, actually, like two weeks ago. And I thought, okay, I need to do it again. So I did it again this week. And that album is remarkable. It's about, you know, this guy, he's, he's, he's riddled with cancer. And he's just oh. reflecting on his life. I had no idea. Wait. You should listen to the song Cancer from... Oh, okay. <laughs> Black you know what? All right, yeah. It's starting to add up now. But that, song, that album has something that I love in albums that's not even just in concept albums. And it's just where songs just, like, beautifully flow between each other. And the first song is called The End. And it's just like, it's like about a minute and a half, maybe two minutes long. And it's just kind of like talking to you about like, you know, like your life's being, your life's about over. Did you accomplish everything you wanted to accomplish? Like, Wait. did you not? You know what I mean? It's like, do you look at yourself in the mirror and are you happy with what you see? I'm having an existential crisis and right, right now. As it, right as it starts fading out, it's like you start hearing this high pitched sound and it goes right into the song Dead, if you know the song Dead, which has like almost like a, like a failing heartbeat sound on a monitor oh okay anyway and that's like the premise okay okay. it's it's just a beautiful album and i'm i love my chemical romance what's his name from my chemical romance made the umbrella academy he made the graphic novel himself and they made it into the umbrella academy show wow yeah phenomenal band they they came back for a reunion tour this past year tickets sold out in less than five minutes Anyway, if you've not, if you, if you, nostalgias. Know, I'm sure really you know, nostalgia. welcome to the Black Parade. Everyone knows that. I'm sure one. you know that. You might what know cancer, you probably know dead. Anyway, I'm telling you, listen to this album front to back if you like that at all, because it is remarkable. I'm so happy I did it again. Number three, I will always be down to revisit like these bands that were big in like the early aughts. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, uh, what, what what was that one song? Oh man, Teenagers. Didn't they make Teenagers? It's it on wasn't that, that it's on that album. It's, it's part of it. an album. It's part of it. Yeah. No shot. Yep. Okay. I remember that that song was like really, really big back in the whatever it came out. And that is the best thing with. Um, like singles from concept albums that go big is because you these songs just sound phenomenal. They're great. The lyrics are catchy. You want to hear them regardless. And then when you can actually like, if you take the time to just get into that mindset and like try to listen to the story, and then you hear about how it like plays through the story, it's like Jesus. My dream is to make something that 
I, I want someone to talk about something I made on a podcast with the esteem that you talk about concept albums and like these albums that we listen to. You talk with them with like such esteem that like if I heard our podcast and I was the lead singer of my or just anybody from my chemical romance and heard you talking like that, I would just be filled with well, number one, my head would inflate like a damn balloon. <laughs> number one. And number two, I would feel such a sense of pride. And you speak with such passion that like I'm I'm genuinely like especially since I listened to uh Jid's album. Yes. The uh Forever Story front to back. And I thought that was incredible. The fact that you you know, this actually sounds like it's telling a real well, I'm not saying that the Forever Story didn't tell a real story, but this is you know, another one that tells a good story. And plus, I love Welcome to the Black Parade. I love teenagers. So to be able to hear it in what's the word I'm looking for? In pers ah, man. I lost the word. Anyways, I might do it. You should. I'm telling you. All you, right. You should definitely do it. It's it's all good music. Like no song is doesn't fit it. No song feels like oh we need to have a single for this album. You know what I mean? Right. It all it all follows fits. the genre, follows the the story that they're trying to tell. I'm in. Number three best concept album of all time is Pink Floyd's The Wall, which is a good album as well. I'm not that a big Pink, Pink Floyd fan, but I've listened to The Wall, and just like you, I'm not a Pink Floyd fan. But I mean, isn't uh, "Diamonds in the Sky"? Isn't that a song from there? I'm asking you, like, do you know. know? Yeah, I obviously. planned to listen to that today for this, and I unfortunately did not. That's okay. Number two of all time is going to surprise you. "American <laughs> Idiot" by thing? Green Day. Oh, that actually does surprise me. Yeah, that's a concept album. Uh, it's like post 9/11. Oh, I don't know. It's interesting. I listened to it. In my opinion, did not nearly flow together as well as the Black Parade did. But number eight, number two didn't flow together as well as number eight. In my opinion, hey, I trust your opinion more. I, as you should. Fair. As that's, you should too, listener. That's why I follow you on Twitter and Instagram at RealPod. How many more times? I didn't say. Six. Six more times. Six more times. And Devin, I told you last week that they do. Classes on this album. The number one best concept album of all time by Rolling Stone magazine. Oh my god, it's Kendrick Lamar. It's Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid Mad City. Hey. I didn't know that when I said it. Fair. If you ever doubted me about my musical prowess. I me personally never. Alright. Never have I. But have you listener? Maybe. But now you know. You know that we know what we're talking about, at least a little bit. At least a little bit. Actually, you know what? A lot of it. A lot of it. Yeah, a lot of it, actually. And I'm not going to get into that album again, because we already did last week. True. I'm just saying. Listen to it front to back. Listen to the story that it tells. Is that the You're one where like, you can listen to it backwards? That's damn. Okay. Gerard Way. Is okay. the name of the lead singer of My Chemical Romance who made the Umbrella Academy. I want to put some respect on his name. Fair enough. All right, Dev. You ready for some music? I am always ready for new music. What's first up on the Box or Not Ian's idea? A Box or Not. What is first up on the docket list this week? First up. Let's hear it. Is the hit single. Oh. From the Super Mario movie. Oh, okay. Performed by Jack Black. We, this isn't the first time this is going to be brought up, by the way. 
Cold. Wait, did you say Jack Black? Yes. Okay, I am immediately interested. Called Peaches. Do you see his uh, cover of Wicked Ways? No, I don't know what Wicked Ways is. Okay, we're going to listen to this, and then we're going to watch his cover of Wicked Ways, and tell me you don't... F- this actually ties into you saying about acoustic versions of songs. We're, okay, this isn't like Devin's surprise song that he does. This is just something else that I need you to listen to. Amen. Anyways. I'm in. So, this is, uh, this is a single from the new Mario movie by Jack Black, and it's called what? Peaches. It's Bowser's Ode to Princess Peach. That's not who he... Oh, yeah, it is. I was thinking Daisy. When... Okay, I'm sorry. You know what? I need to catch up on my Mario lore, apparently, because I'm a dumbass. Anyways, Peaches. All right, Dev. <laughs> What's your thought on Peaches? Incredible. That song is uh, going to be submitted for a Grammy. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. 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 I want to preface this by saying that I am one of the biggest Jack Black fans that probably exists. I love that dude. He is everything that I want to be. He's a comedian, an actor, and he makes incredible music on the side. That if you don't know about it, and then you find out about it, you're like, this is a whole new universe. Tenacious D is hands down one of the best rock bands that have ever existed, joke band or not. I love so many of their songs. Tenacious D makes incredible music, incredible music. And Kyle, his guitarist, is nothing to scoff at either. An incredible guitarist. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. And Jack Black has an amazing voice. Literally watch School of Rock once. Right. You know what I mean? And you'll find out that Jack Black is an incredible, incredible singer. Was that song good? No. (laughs) It wasn't good. No, it wasn't. Was he good singing it? Yeah, of yeah. course he was. He was he was really good. That song, however, was dog. That was an incredibly dog song. But it's for a kids' movie, so obviously it has some leeway. Exactly. Great. That's what I was thinking. I don't know. They might do like uh there might be a category in the Grammys for like best this original song from a movie or something like that, or from a film or if, if 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 that's the category that it's, based, I don't think it's going to be like rock or yeah, obviously not. If it's for like best original song from a screenplay, then okay, yeah, sure, I'm with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, I'd love to see Jack Black win an Emmy. That would be or Grammy. Grammy, excuse me. I would love to see Jack Black win a Grammy. That would be incredible. I would love that. But if it's like best new song of the year or something, okay, slow down, <laughs> slow down. <laughs> you know what? Full backtrack on all of that. Who gives a shit about the Grammys, honestly? Oh, I don't give a shit. That's that funny. Is hilarious. That, that, that is song. funny. That is funny. Yeah. Also, if you care about the Grammys, just know that um, Kendrick Lamar hadn't won a Grammy for any of his albums. Well, that's not true. But, like, what was it? What was it that came out? I think it was Damn came out one year. And Dude. some album that, like, you know what I mean? No, it's that year that we always talk about. Hold on. This okay. is going to grind my gears, and I need to... I know. We talk about this on the podcast every so often, and it's it's just proof, proof that the Grammys are a sham. I thought it was 2013, but it's not because Drake won Best Rap Album for Take Care, which he should. That was... I almost said one of his best albums, but everyone knows that nothing was the same as his best album. I've been persuaded to feel that way, yes. Thank you. This is what it was, and I'm so happy, Devin... <laughs> That you just brought this up because it's gonna. 
Like, Here's the tie-in. I'm getting heated. There it is. The 2014 Grammy Awards. Best Rap Album of the Year. Huh. Winner? Mm-hmm. The Heist by Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. That's what it was. The oh. nominees that did not win. Jay-Z, Magna Carta, Holy Grail. Okay. Whatever. Kanye West, Yeezus. Right. One of the best. Genuinely, like, if... if, if that if... album was underappreciated at its time because it was too forward-pushing... It was ahead of its time. It's an Genuine. amazing album. Like, I, I hate to say that and sound so cliche. It sounds so cliche to say that. That's but, how I felt about it. But that's really what it was. Jesus was ahead of its time. And I felt... Go back right now and listen to any song from Jesus. Any song and you're like, wow. Fun fact. Jesus is a very good album. Let's do front to back. But anyway, continue. <laughs> well, that's just what I'm saying. It's like, okay, con- no, you continue. Tell me the other one. I don't want to. <laughs> okay. Drake... Nothing was the same. Unbelievable. I just... Okay, 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 okay. I know Kendrick Lamar is on here. Kendrick Lamar. Good Kid, Mad City. The best concept album of all time lost to Macklemore and Ryan Lewis because of freaking Thrift Shop. Wow. A white guy's rap album won over four black guy's albums. We don't even need to make it racial. We don't need to make it racial, actually. Look at the... Tell, tell me one song on the heist other than uh, Thrift Shop. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? Tweet us one other song that you can think of from the heist. And if you say White Walls, and I don't even know if that song is or is not, and if White Walls is your answer, it doesn't count. One other one. <laughs> and if you're sitting there thinking to yourself, well, I don't know any other Macklemore songs other than White Walls and, and Thrift Shop. Yeah. That's the point. That's the point. You know what? That's the point. Absolutely ridiculous. Anyways, what are we talking about? Peaches. Peaches! Right. Yeah, okay. I mean, no, it's not a bob. Was it a good song? No. Also, no. I, is Jack Black a good singer? Yeah. Phenomenal. Full disclosure, did not listen to the song beforehand. I just saw That's the Grammy hey. nominated. I love, I love the fact that you're willing to bring in songs that neither of us have listened to to take a chance. I don't want to be just like... Ooh, I, I, I curated all this music. Because then it wouldn't be Bops or not, would it? It would just be... If I this curated is every bops. song, I would say this is the Bops playlist. So I'm that confident about what you want in your ear holes. You get to see the failures and the successes. If you only ever saw successes, that wouldn't make us relatable. Anyways, can you uh, look up that Wicked Ways song? Oh, that really good song? Yeah, the actual good song. Wait, Wicked Ways? <laughs> is that yeah. a cover? Yeah. Of what? Wicked Ways? By who? I have no idea. Oh, I was thinking of Wicked Game. It is Wicked Games! Oh no, I've been saying it wrong this entire time! Are you sure? Are you sure it's a cover of the Weekend song? Oh no, it's not the Weekend. Okay. It it probably won't be on Spotify, to be completely honest with you. Okay, that's fine. Okay, I got Google right here, Dev. Let's go. Jack Black? Yeah. Wicked it game? Wicked game? It is Wicked Game. Oh, I am so sorry, listener. I've been saying Wicked Ways this entire time. It's Wicked Game. I apologize uh, beforehand for my discrepancy. Okay, so you're saying that Jack Black, Tenacious D, covered it, and we're saying... I, I'm going to be honest. I might sound like an idiot. I don't know if the Weekend song is also a cover or just one of those songs that has be. the same name. I don't know. 
But you're saying the Jack Black song is not necessarily the weekend song because we both don't know the weekend yeah, song. Yeah, I have no idea what that's. So who is Jack Black covering? Chris Isaac. And who is that? Dude that had one song in the eighties or nineties. Called Wicked Game. Yeah. Okay. He had that he had one song, and as soon as the song starts, you're gonna go, Oh, I know this song. Fair enough. It's it's one of those songs, you know what I mean? Alright, let's go. I do not know that song, but I can appreciate Jack Black's voice. That's what I'm saying. It's like he he genuinely is an incredible singer. And it's so funny because even though he's like singing, like obviously you still hear Jack Black and think Jack Black, you know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. And it just shows, as we say, pretty much every episode, uh, the range yeah. that he has, and it's not even just acting range, which he does also have. Dude can uh, dude can make the greatest song in the world. Oh, excuse me, he can make a tribute to the greatest song in the world, and also sing like he is crafting the greatest song in the world. And then he makes peaches while sings peaches. He didn't make it, probably, probably not. No. Well, actually, maybe. Maybe. Honestly, They maybe. probably said, make a song about Peach. <laughs> I could see that. And then he was like, yeah, the whole song is just going to be me saying Peach's name over and over again. And then DreamWorks? Who made that? Who made that movie? I have no idea. Nintendo. Nintendo was like, all right, cool. Say less. You're in. I need to now just listen to the beginning of the weekend song to know. If, if it's, it's a cover? Yeah. Fair enough. None of these are included in the Pops or Not playlist. This is just for our own satisfaction at this point. It has the same... I've heard all I needed to hear. I can, one, tell you that um, I do actually know the weekend version of the song, and two, <laughs> tell you that he probably just sampled the music and uh, put his own stuff to it. Oh, That's probably most, he called it the same name. As most people do these yeah. days. Fair enough. Anyways, so Peaches was the first song. It is a not, and after much, uh... Way more debate than expected. Yeah, honestly, though. It actually just became a Jack Black tribute kind of scenario. All right, so that uh, that first song pretty much got what I expected it to get. Yeah, yeah honestly, that's, yeah. that's what I was expecting. It would have been very surprising had it been otherwise. Yeah, just like a phenomenal breakout hit from the Super <laughs> Mario movie that's already being kind of phenomenal. We're going to talk about that. Please save it for the movie section, please. Fair enough. Because I definitely want to talk about it. All right, moving on. I teased it earlier. New Passion Pit single. Let's go. Let's go. American Blood. I am in. I have not listened to this either. Okay. So we'll see. I'm in. Yeah, so, my initial opinion before I get your opinion, Dev, is um, what 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 what's our phrasing we always use? Any new Passion Pit music is good for me. True. Do I think that song is a banger that I want to hear constantly? No, I don't. And I think that they 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 did the thing that a lot of people do, where they made the song too long. It had me as long as a song should have me. At about two and a half minutes. Yeah. As long as four minutes and 20 seconds long. Yeah, we, we ended up having like a full ass. We ended up having like a full conversation in the middle of the song because it was still playing and I had heard the entire song yep. up to that point. Yep. Do I think it's a bad song? No. I don't think it's a bad song. I think that if they tried to push this as a single, it would see radio play because it's like, it has like that generic. 
Yeah, and that and that's really what it comes down to is it's generic. It feels generic. It doesn't really seem like I don't know. I I, I don't think it's worthy to be put on the Bob's or not playlist. I agree. But uh, do I think it's a bad song? No, it's just not a song. It's yep. an easily forgettable song. Yep, I completely agree. It sounds good. It's like, do you like Passion Pit? I do. Okay, you should listen to the new song because it's. It's passion, passion put. Yeah, I hope that this means that a new album is coming. I don't know. They haven't. I, I need other. Yeah, released yeah. anything in a long time. I need more song. Anyways, moral moral of the whole thing was it a bad song? No, but I. It's, it's not, not. It's not a bop. It's not a bop. It's not a bop. I think that um, there's a distinction that needs to be made there. I've known a lot of people outside of like our friend group that have never heard of Passion Pit before. So the fact, first of all, that they ever even played Moving On is just it is wild. remarkable to me. Probably why so many people left after Big Sean was done. Ex- yes. Yeah. But I think that if you have never heard Passion Pit before, and you trust me and Devin True. on music, you should definitely give them a listen. Uh, there, what's this one album called that came up to play next? Uh, I think it's. Gossamer, yeah, their Gossamer album is goaded. There's a lot of good music from that. You need to listen. To, you need to listen to Take a Walk. You need to listen to Carried Away. Um, Sleepyhead, easily probably one of their most notable songs. Carried Away got a bit more notoriety um, because they were a bit bigger at the time, and Carried Away is like yeah. it's a good song. But if you're a '90s kid like us, you've probably heard Sleepyhead. Yeah. It's a, it's a song that's very recognizable. Their most recent album was 2015 Kindred, and that song or that album has multiple good songs on it as well. Um, I will tell you that I have, other than when we went to Warped Tour, I've never been to a quote-unquote like music festival. Fair. But like when I think music festival, I think like maybe like Coachella vibes or like, what is it, Lollapalooza or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, never been to that, but I'm telling Burby you. man. Yeah, something yeah. like that, like a festival where it's days long. Like I want to be there, you know. Maybe, maybe, maybe smoking something. You know what I mean? I was gonna make a joke about that though. What was that concert that went really belly up? Firefest. Yes. Firefest two is coming soon. It, the first one worked out great. Yeah. So good luck. But what I'm getting at is, uh, Passion Pits take a walk. I've never been to a music festival, uh, and I feel like I am every time I hear that song. It puts me in such a good mood. It's a it's good song. Horrible. That is such a good song. Dude, Carried Away, Sleepyhead, Take a Walk. You know what? Forget the song we just listened to. Listen to those songs. Those songs are incredible. And that is why we were so excited for a new Passion Pit single. And even though it's not going to added to the playlist... I, I, I have song. trust. I have trust that... There will be some deep cut from this album that's gonna be a hit. I agree. I couldn't because agree there are they make some good music. It's just that that wasn't that wasn't it. I'm sorry that they picked that as the single. Sometimes it's a miss. Sometimes it's a not. I I agree, man. Other times it's a bop. Not this time. I'm gonna play two more songs, not just one. Oh. And they're two songs from the new Water Parks album. Okay. One song. Hey, super fan. One song is probably a more radio hit song. I'm not saying it's a bop, but I'm saying that it's probably a song people would like more. It's called Brainwashed. Have you heard it? I have. I listened okay. to the whole album today. Fair enough. A second song is one of the new songs that I ha- didn't listen to until today, and it's called Ritual. Okay. And that's one of the, another song that they kind of got a little harder on, and you're like, I've heard this band. This is strange. Okay. 
Amen. But I personally think good because I like sometimes harder when bands do it correctly. So we're listening to two songs back to back. The first one is called Brainwash, Brainwash and the second one is called Ritual. Ritual. Got it. Both from Waterpark. I'm in. Our deaf. Brainwash and Ritual. Give me thoughts. Oh, man. Those were two polaric opposite vibes. Yes. That it's hard to combine them into one congenial thought. They almost don't even feel like they should fit on the same album. So, yeah. Here's the, Okay, so I'm going to talk about Brainwash first because it's the more obviously easier to radio play song um i will say that brainwash got me thinking about some girls from my past um and i i think that the fact that it brought up those emotions makes it a good song do i think it belongs on the bobs or not playlist i am honestly up if you think it does I could easily be swayed into it being on the Bob's and All playlist. However, if you said it didn't, I would also be okay with that. I think it's a good song that could go either way. To get the the coveted Bob's or not. No, I'm let's, not, let's just talk about Brainwash. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going to add a song just because I like a band. That's fair. And my opinion is, I don't even think that it's my personal favorite song from the album. Fair. I don't think either of the ones we played are my personal favorite song from the album. Why would you not play your personal To be honest. Why would you not play your personal favorite? It's not worth. Okay. My personal favorite isn't going to be what I feel like would be heard the most. Do you know what I mean? Fair. 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 And, uh, no. But what I'm getting at is, uh, while I do like probably 90% of this album... I think that it's it's the dreaded Ian curse of I really love a band mm. and like the next album they release after I really like them is not to me their best album. I mean like that song that, be before we started playing the the ritual song that song Numb came on from their greatest hits album. That song is phenomenal. It has a great sound to it. I think that that whole album was good. Probably every other probably every other album that they've released before this one. I would put above it, which, well, except for like early, like EP, like, we're yeah, just coming yeah, to get yeah, the yeah. band type stuff. Um, I'm not let down by this album. No, I, I, I think that I just don't think the, the, the play, the replayability, the, to draw mass appeal is with this album as much as it is earlier. I think, I think you actually were very close to exactly what I was thinking. That brainwash song, they, they, they went so hard for like, and it, and, and passion pit the same like the last song they went for such broad appeal that the song doesn't feel like that they were making a good song it feels like they were making a song that had broad appeal however yeah that ritual song that you played me yeah that was a good song i think that goes on box and i'll play this i really liked that song i'm glad you said that because i couldn't agree more and it's funny looking at the number of plays i mean it's this album just came out today sure but that song only has 4,000 total plays. Wow, it has 4,000 plays. In contrast, two other songs have 10 million and eight, well, clear, almost 11 million and 8.5 million hits. And then the song that Ian played has 4,000. And, and I think Ritual was really good. I agree. And they there was another song in here. I was trying to think of it. It's the real super dark as the other song that was the other... Um, 
okay. one that they released almost a, three million on that as one. a uh, as a single, and both R- the Ritual and both Real Super Dark, the two of them is where they go harder, and where he has like that. He has like, like edit to his voice. It almost sounds like. It almost sounds like a corpse. I can't think of his name. Oh, corpse something. Corpse husband. Yeah. Yeah, it like almost sounds like gives you that kind personality of is having a deep voice. That's what I mean. But it yeah. sounds like that. And I don't like him compared to what right. I like how this sounds. But I wish that they would explore that more. Like if this album was hey, all kind of like a little bit harder like that, I think it would be. Hey, look, I'm Corpse Husband. I have a really deep voice and everything I say is super deep. Aren't I cool? I'm sorry. They, he, you know what? I He didn't deserve that. Right, he didn't deserve that. I think Ritual. I think Ritual's a good song. I would love to add that to the Wops and playlist. But I think with the Passionate song and uh, what was the other one? Uh, Brainwashed. Yeah. It, they just went like too hard for broad appeal that it just sounded. No, I, I completely agree. That's why I wanted to play the two of them because even though neither of them were my favorite, getting back to that, I played the two of them to show the coin flip of the sound yeah, on this album. The dichotomy is uh, pretty crazy, actually, because one sounds like it's a generic pop song, the other one sounds like it actually has personality, yep. is what it sounds like. I like that a lot. Like that um, while we're still on the topic, if I had to recommend other songs, don't want to be too mainstream, but the song that has 11 million views, Funeral Gray, is a good song as well, as well as um, Self Sabotage is good, and the song, they did a song with Black Bear called F About It that you should listen to as well. All right. Moving on. That'll do it for the Bops or Not for me, unless... What? I don't know, Devin. You've uh, you've been a little sneaky sneak lately. You're playing Devin sneaky sneaks, and I oh, do uh, think that just because it's a new week and a new podcast that I have some like surprise song lined up that you didn't know about that yeah. I didn't even put in the doc list Most because of. I knew that if I put in the doc list that you would know about the song. So then, therefore, it wouldn't be a surprise song like I've done the past two weeks. That's so ridiculous that you would think that. Wow, Ian just smashed the beer cup. <laughs> Beer can on his head. In your, in your smack beer cone. In your smack beer can on his head. You'd be right, by the way. Devin, Devin saw this and he went, she right in that spittoon right there. <laughs> and actually, yes, I do have a surprise song to add to the playlist. And you are going to be surprised, listener. We said last week that a lot of the songs we add to the Bob Sonar playlist is rap because that's the dominant genre right now. And it's also Ian and I's favorite genre facts that is incredible music so i went out of my way this week to find a song that is not rap at all in fact it is heavy metal and in fact you know what i'm gonna stop there we're gonna listen to a song by cold rain called mayday Come on, out with it. That song uh, was decent. Yeah? Yeah, it was, it was all right. It's not my personal favorite uh, style, but it's all right. The big question is, now I'm not going to be offended. I'm not going to be offended if you say it's a not. I am completely okay with that. I specifically went out of my way to find a song 
that was not part of the what, 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 uh, the mainstream. Uh, that's okay. That 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 word that that word works here. As long as thirty five million listens. Wow! Really? Wow! Huh? I had no idea it was that popular. So. Sorry, I had to take a hit of my bait. You're good. And and gather my thoughts, if you will. Fair enough. That song reminded me of... Uh, what did it remind me of? It reminded me of old Bring Me the Horizon. You know this Bring Me the Horizon? Absolutely. And I, I do like it for that. Me, personally, I didn't like old Bring Me the Horizon. Fair I didn't enough. Bring Me the Horizon. Fair enough. Um, I'm not saying it was bad, though. It was good. It doesn't have the levels of... Uh, screaming that a lot of hard metal has yeah, yeah. to the point that's that, also another reason why I picked that I can't song. that I can't that I can't listen to it yeah I don't it, it has to have like some sort of like tonality to it and not just pure screaming in order for me to like it exactly so the fact that it had like an actual singing and then also the yep. screamo part of it which is why I like it so much and that's and that's what I think is the redeeming qualities of it if fair you enough and for me I would say I wouldn't personally listen to it a lot. Fair. But. Okay. Aside from country music not being on the Bob Snot ever. Never. It's never, never going to happen. I'm open to all genres being on it. Hell yeah. And if you stand by this song, I stand by this song. I think this song works a lot better in car stereos. Hey, I'm not turning it down. I just no, think, I know. I think for me, heavy metal is not my... No, you're right. Unless I'm working out. Maybe that's why I like this. If song I'm working so out, I love heavy metal. So let's hear it. Final verdict? My final verdict is that I think that it has appeal, and I'm sure it has appeal to our listeners that are into that genre. Because I know that my uh my very big pop punk feels are not maybe your big pop punk feels. So I think you can go on. You wanna know a fun fact about that song? What? That's an anime opening. Is it? Yeah. That's that crazy. song is the opening song to a show called Fire Force. Mm. Um, they have another song that's way more popular amongst the anime. Yeah. Uh, referendum. Well, that I probably don't... helps it to have 35 million views. I think that's probably why. I was saving that for later, but um, number one, it's an anime opening. I was hoping you were going to be like, Oh my god, Devin, that song's so good. The fact that you're not, it's not a big deal. But I was gonna be I was gonna drop that bomb and be like, hey, that's an anime opening, dumbass. But like, <laughs> no, I think it's a good song. Irre- no, the the I almost said irregardless. I think shoot the, me next time I almost say irregardless. I think that the uh, wait, why? It's not a real word. What what is the real word? Regardless. Mm. Irregardless is just the same word as regardless. Kind of how like uh what's that uh uh, inflammable, or what? What do they put? Flammable and inflammable are the same word. That's semantics. Moving on. We know what we're talking about. Yeah, we do. No, I was. Uh, what I was going to say was though. Um, I thought it was really interesting that uh, you well, you said it was a anime opening. Yeah. And when we when I first looked the song up, it said uh, songs that are big in Japan as a playlist. That yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, what the heck. And then I clicked on their name, and then I see all these Asian yeah, men, yeah, yeah. and I was just so blown away because I have so many does, uh, have not heard any Asian hard metal bands. He's a uh, he's an American-born Japanese man, oh, and okay. uh, 
He speaks two languages, and it just so happens that this song is in full English. Are they from America? Like all? I them? have no idea. Nothing. All I know is that the dude is uh, again binational. Do you know other songs by them, or just from the anime? No, I just only know that song. Oh, okay. I imagine they have other good music. It's just that this is the only song that I have added to my playlist, and I've never truly cared to like look at other music they have. Yeah, I mean that's their top song by like twenty million listens. So that's fair. They they only have five hundred seventeen thousand monthly listeners. So that's probably why you don't know many other ones. But yeah. the fact that they also only have that many listeners and have that song in anime and it's blown up like that is actually really good for them. And that is my surprise song of the week. Hey man, I'm sorry if I felt like I let you down at all. Literally zero percent. I'm fully aware that my surprise songs are. You don't know. Maybe one week I'm going to play the Barney song. Just as a little kicks and giggles. Bob. No. See, the the joke is, is that it's an obvious... An obvious bop. Moving on to video games. Right? Well, I want to start off with the big thing this week. And it's big to me. Maybe not big to you, listener. But it's big for me. And there... After over a decade, over a decade of waiting, they have finally, finally, finally announced a new Jet Set Radio video game. I could not be more excited. Ian, yes. I could not be more excited about a video game coming out. The reason why, listener, Jet Set Radio is purely a game about roller skating around and racing people other graf other graffiti artists that are also on rollerblades you just rollerblade around and you race them and then you collect things it's kind of like uh what's that old oh tony hawk pro skater yeah, yeah, yeah it has the same appeal as tony hawk's pro skater except it's on rollerblades and and this is the big part the soundtrack is incredible <laughs> i was i was genuinely thinking about putting uh, one of the songs this week, or the song that was going to be the surprise song, as a song from that soundtrack, but I thought that would be a little too obvious. Too obvious. Too obvious. Um, but they do have some really, really good music. Um, I think everybody in the world knows, well, not everybody in the world, but a lot of people know the song Sneak Man from that album. You know what? Give it a listen. Give it a listen real quick. This is not part of the surprise music playlist. I'm just having Ian listen to the song. Like, oh yeah, I know that song. Because it is literally on every YouTube video. Every YouTube video that has like a, a part that they want to be exciting. They play Sneak Man. I don't know if I would have known that song uh, as it played through. But that intro to it. Just Everybody knows. Just a literal like man. Anyways. Um, Sneak Man is a song literally everybody knows because it's in every YouTube video ever, ever, ever. And because it's so iconic, and honestly, the rest of the OST is just that good, that I am excited. That's It's the only thing they need to get right. The gameplay can be as generic as it wants to be. The soundtrack just needs to be as good as the previous two. And we're setting sail, baby. We are setting sail. That... That soundtrack means as much to me as the Halo 3 soundtrack means to me. That is 
that's some big shoes to fill. I know. In my opinion. It, it is. And I've never heard of this game franchise before. That's fair. It yeah. is it is very niche. The the only way that you would have played Jet Set Radio Future, the newest one, um, which again came out in like 2004, uh, would be if you bought the they they had a you remember the orange box? Yeah. With like Portal 2, yep. Team Fortress 2, yep. all those songs or not Portal 2, just Portal Regular. Um, all in one game. Those a lot of people's introduction to Portal, and then they released their own like standalone Portal, and now it's you know a very household name in the video game. I didn't know the Orange Box came out before. Like that, I, I that's heard, how Portal came out. Yeah, know? that's how they introduced Portal. Um, but oh, ouch! Jet Set Radio Future came out as a uh, collaboration disc that was like kind of the same thing as the Orange Box, but it was Jet Set Radio Future and like some racing game. I don't want to say Gran Turismo because it wasn't that, but it was just like another literally don't remember the racing game. I feel yeah. Um my dad bought it for the racing game and then I played it for Jet Set Radio Future. <laughs> uh, I thought that game was incredible. And again, if you don't I mean everybody knows Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. If if, if you do video games, you know about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Um and if you're if you don't really vibe with that game, obviously this game's not gonna have that big of an appeal to you. But if the soundtrack is any percent as good as the last one, you're probably gonna hear that music in new YouTube videos. What I wish you... I had more to say about it. I'm not, I'm no, not, I'm not trying it's... to not share your excitement. I just I've, I've never heard of the uh, the franchise before, so for me, it's just I'm I'm just taking it for face value with what you got. I'm gonna be honest. the 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 excitement stops and ends with the soundtrack. <laughs> Like, the gameplay is nothing to run home about. Yes, it is, like, fairly addicting. Yes, the gameplay is, like, fairly addicting with, like, it's, you know, grinding on rails and collecting points and stuff like that, whatever, whatever. But the soundtrack is really what makes that game. And uh, it's just, I'm excited for new music. Hey, man, I feel you. I, I just recently got... Tony Hawk's Pro Skater for the Switch and Hey, my man. I mean, back back in the day, my biggest Tony Hawk game was Underground 2. And mm. for me, like that one, told, one that one told a story, you know, it was like it was like Tony Hawk and his team against Bam Margera and his team, you know what I, I mean? Remember that. And it told a story, but uh, my biggest thing that I loved about it was one the cinematics, the quote-unquote cinematics because, you know what I mean, they were still video games and not yeah. actual or anything but two it was the uh playing with people like they had like uh they had like a mini game in that where you would like grind on something or do a trick on something and it would change it to like your color and then you'd play it against somebody else oh my goodness i remember that so i remember that yeah dude you just like unlocked a memory for me yeah dude that memory was so deep down buried and it just became unlocked thank you for that that was incredible there yeah nothing that cool in oh. Jet Set Radio. Oh, okay. I, I was, can't remember. When you said about grinding on things, I thought it was going to be almost exactly that. Well, it, it is kind of like that where, like, you, you, you roll skate around and, like, you wall ride and, like, you get points and stuff like that. It's all like that. Uh, there's a big there's a big uh, emphasis on, like, graffiti. Sure. That's, like, a big thing for them is, like, you run around you, like, tag things to make them your own. Yeah, yeah. And blah, blah, blah. But, again, the biggest selling point is easily the soundtrack. So, here's hoping that uh, it delivers. And if it doesn't, well, and don't, and don't. Moving on. Oh, you got some in here. Suicide Squad. Yes, sir. Let me hear it. So, have you heard about this game at all? No. All right. So, there's a new game. I don't know who's developing it. 
But it's Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is the name of the game. Ted, promising features. It looks like it's going to be a great, I don't know if it's AAA, I would assume. I don't know who's developing it again. I'm but sure hope so. It looks really cool. It, it, what type of game is it? Uh, call Fair. me at RiaPod, Twitter, Instagram, five more times. But it, it looks like it's going to be a phenomenal game. I remember initially watching the trailer, but it has been, and this is where the disappointing aspect come in. It's been so long since I watched the trailer that I literally don't even remember. I just remember, like, it, every time I see, like, an update for it, I'm like, oh, that game, I remember it looked cool. I know I want to play that game. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That game was supposed to come out. I did a little tricky when you hear on the docs. That game was supposed to come out, I think, beginning of this year, spring of this year, maybe, or maybe even early winter, or like winter of this year, because it's still yeah, January. Yeah. And then it got pushed back to May 26th of this year, which was already, like, the third pushback. Oh. And it has now been pushed back to February 2nd of next year. Incredible. So it's in developmental hell. Yeah, I was about to say, literally development hell. You know, there's a... Oh, man. And before you, before you collect your thoughts on that, before you start, what I was going to say was uh, I'm so jaded with that because of mainly cyberpunk. Mm. Like, I feel like Wait, they, where are you going with this? I feel like they pushed cyberpunk back so much that they got to the point that if they would have pushed it back a little bit more, it wouldn't have been what it was when it came out. True. And I think that they just got to the point that they were like, we got to release it. Like, yeah, it's yeah. pretty much here. We just can't figure out whatever the issue is. And they just released it. And I don't think that this Suicide Squad game is going to be the, to the level of Cyberpunk 2077. But I'm all for take your time. Make it right. If you miss your deadlines, fine. If you, if you, especially if you miss your deadlines, you're not putting in crunch time. Yeah, absolutely, do it. There, there's so much that goes into like, like, I think Cyberpunk's a great example. Is they, they, they wanted to push this game so hard that they released it in an incomplete state, right? Or incomplete, I guess would be the correct word. And it got so much flack for that. When in reality. The game was genuinely a good game. It just had a lot of flaws that came with it, and it wasn't fully polished, which, you know, CD Projekt Red, Witcher 3, they had really, really, really high standards. Yeah. So to not meet those standards really hurt the game. So I'm glad that um, Cyberpunk Edgerunners came around. By the way, if you have not watched Cyberpunk Edgerunners, if you're not into, like, anime and stuff, completely understandable, that's okay. But Cyberpunk Edgerunners made me cry like a child. That that anime is so, so incredible. It is such a good piece of cinema. And it was actually so good that, what, three years or two, however long it came out, after Cyberpunk came out, Cyberpunk became one of the top-selling games on Steam because that anime yep. was so good. Yep. So, I say, the reason I bring that up, I don't think Suicide Squad this video game that you're talking about is going to have that saving grace oh, no. that Cyberpunk Edgerunners had to bring it back. So, that is like... Uh, how do I put this? That is like completely out of the subject of... They won't have a saving grace of an incredible, incredible anime to bring it back to the forefront of everyone's thoughts that they need to get it right the first time. Absolutely. I also, for the record, again, don't think that this game... You know, I hope it does well because I think it sounds like a cool premise. Yeah. But I don't think that this game will be, uh, regardless, even close to like the 
commercial financial success of Cyberpunk in general. I mainly wanted to talk about it to talk about it being delayed and to talk about Cyberpunk like you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, how it was delayed as well and then came out too early. Exactly. And I think that the biggest thing is like, you know, anytime that any game gets pushed back, it gets such like and, and you can't win. Nobody is ever happy with anything. You can't win. Because <laughs> if you such a nihilistic view that's so true. It, you know what I mean? If you if you don't push it back, everybody's pissed off because it's not what they wanted. Yeah. But if you do push it back, everybody's pissed off and they laugh at you because like, oh, you can't even finish your game. But also, yeah, if you don't push it back and you do release it and it even is playable and decently enjoyable, maybe not what it could be and what it will be with patches, then everybody's pissed off when they find out that there was well, crucial bought an unreleased game. I'm a beta tester. No, no, no. They'll piss. Well, yes, that yeah. as well. But they're pissed off when there's crunch time and they find out like, oh, that's disgusting work conditions. Oh, fair. So, so, what do you yeah. want here? Do you want the game as it should be the game? Do you want something that you can play and deal with maybe some bugs because you know yeah or do you want the game as it should be played again and then maybe just stop being mad that they had to do things to get it pushed out because i don't know it takes a lot to make a freaking video game i'm i'm gonna agree with you 100 um don't take me as like a as a multi-million multi-billion what have you corporation apologist clearly i am not that but what i will say is that the people that work on like video games and stuff like that are people that do not make millions and billions of dollars. Yeah. They make less than six figures. It's a normal you know, job. It's just a normal job with these people that are putting like their heart and soul into these video games. And sometimes they are misses and sometimes they're hits. But it really comes down to would you rather them work themselves to death? and make a game underneath the correct deadlines or have livable work conditions and the game comes out when it's supposed to and no one really sees that disparity between those two things they just want the things that they want and want to complain when they want to complain yep everybody wants everything right now oh no i don't want to turn into one of those guys it's the truth man it's i mean fair enough fair enough and how did we, we were talking about Suicide Squad and we just became like so esoteric about this whole thing. Listen, I don't know. All I'm saying is when Cyberpunk... No, no, I'm, I'm cool with where this went. Like, I'm super cool with it. I remember when Cyberpunk came out, the like, I played it day one. I played it day one so and on, on, not on a Series X that I have now. I played it on the Xbox 360. Or, no, the Xbox One. Yeah, yeah we the Xbox One. I played it on the Xbox One. And... I, I got on Reddit like to I think like to figure out like how to do something that I couldn't figure out. Mm. And instead of there being any comments about like, oh, this is how you do it, it was just people being like, Oh, literally unplayable, it just crashes Always or whatever. Negative, and I'm like, listen, yeah, I've had it crash too. It's I also like you know, my job I, I have to work on software that will crash occasionally. It sucks. What do you do? You save a lot <laughs> and you uh learn how to work around it. Yeah. I learned to not like if I'm building a 3d assembly i don't have 50 parts open at the same time you know what i mean i yeah. make the get i make the software work with what it can work with they always support consoles for the longest time you know what i mean they'll, they'll yeah. usually support the they'll, they supported the xbox one i think they're still maybe if they didn't just recently stop supporting the xbox one and the ps4 
So because they were still supporting it, but it was made for a newer one, kind of like how you can play games on PC with lower resolution, lower, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what really hurt it because a lot of people didn't have the new consoles because they weren't available. So yeah, a lot of people played on, on last gen and they were having these issues. It's like, obviously you're going to have performance issues, my man. And that's the one thing that like I never really understood why people get upset about that. Like, if, if the game is lacking in, like, let's say the gameplay department, sure, that's an inherent problem with the game itself. But if the game is lagging or it's, you know, how you said, crashing or something, in my mind, that's forgivable because the game is still good. The yep. game still is worthwhile playing. It's just it has performance issues. That's not a reason to hate a game. That's just... It was an oversight by the developer, and it'll eventually get patched out. You can't patch out bad story. You can't patch out bad gameplay. That's what that I just think. doesn't exist. Cyberpunk's storyline, and and it was literally playable if you just take into consideration you're on older older hardware. You know what I mean? And, I couldn't and, agree more. And you play to that. I had no problems once I figured out how to make the game load. And it wasn't me being a mastermind to it. It was me just playing with what I had. And then, and then the game got patched anyways, like a couple of months later. Yeah, it's, you a, know? it's a phenomenal game now. It's it's, it's like genuinely a good playable. game. The, the game is so popular now that they're making DLC for it because of how good it sold because of the anime. And I'm not saying that the anime is the reason that the game is so high. Well, kind of actually, but it, it and it's not just cyberpunk there. I, I can't think of any examples off the top of my head immediately, but there are other games that this has happened to. I mean, I, Warzone had that biggest issue as well. Really? Like, I mean, for me personally, like my, my PC is not bad, but like when I was playing Warzone, like and trying to stream at the same time, like two and a half years ago, it was I my 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 graphics card for I mean my internet did it to me yeah also because I couldn't get super fast internet where I lived but also my graphics card I mean it was like a sixteen sixty super which at the time wasn't like terrible but it also yeah. wasn't they were in like the twenty they were like the twenty sixties out you know what I mean so yeah. it still wasn't top of the line yeah so for me it was like I would have issues with like rendering like I I would scope in on I, I snipe a lot and I would scope in with a sniper and like. It's it's chunky, you know what I mean? Chunky. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Like it's blocky. Like I can't see. Like I, I can see the outline of a skyscraper. Maybe see somebody on it, but I can't tell if there's like a, like an HVAC unit up there that I can't. Yeah, shoot not, yeah, something that isn't fully rendered in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Um, there are a few games that I play that, like, I have a, a twenty ninety super. Yeah. Right. That's not ultra end of the line like end all be all graphics card but it is a really good graphics yeah. card um i play overwatch 2 on that and my like my room gets hot yeah, yeah because my computer is working overtime to to render in some stuff and that is a triple a that is a love child of blizzard you know what i mean like they they are constantly making updates for that game because that game makes them money and if it's happening on a game that is a live service game that has been being patched for God, going on eight years now, then it's probably going to happen on a game that just came out yesterday. Let alone a game that is like, you know, single player, mm. not, not, you know, going to have tournaments, not going to have 
that kind of support. Yeah, you. exactly. Yeah, so people yeah. will people will watch people stream it on Twitch when they want to know what the game's about, but they're not they're not watching it for the live competitive action. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're watching it to watch their favorite personality figure out how to beat the game. By the way, this is kind of turning into a love story about Cyberpunk. Uh, when I first played Cyberpunk through, uh, I streamed it obviously, uh, and I was trying so so hard so hard i i i started with a with a female character by the way i always play female characters in games don't know why actually i do know why uh it's because i really like having a character that i play that i can fall in love with and i feel that's actually a really interesting take on that i i, I like to make female for me sorry to interrupt no you're good i would like to hear your reasoning yeah. But for me, I'm always like, oh, I'm a guy, so I'm going to make it a guy. And then I'm always like, well, what do I make it look like? Well, I might as well make it look like myself so I feel immersed. Well, it's like the self-insert ideology, right? Yeah. I want to make a character that looks like me and feels like me because I'm inserting myself into the story. And I completely vibe with that ideology. Um, I like to make female characters, uh, especially, obviously, if it's a third-person game, the, the reason why I make a female character is very, very obvious. Um, but I like to make female characters in games because... I've made I've played so many games in my time. I have I have probably played every game that you can think of. And that's not true. But I've played a lot, a lot, a lot of video games. And sometimes I do make male characters. Sometimes I do. But if it's like a story-based game, I generally make a female character because I want to play a character that I personally want to fall in love with. You know what I mean? And when I found out that you could have a relationship with the other female characters in the game as a female, I was like. Boom, let's go. And of course, the first woman in Cyberpunk that I fell in love with, that I want to have a relationship, is impossible to do. Because she's not a lesbian. And you can't turn her one. I can't remember her name. It's the biker chick. Dude. Yeah. I was obsessed with the biker chick in Cyberpunk. And yeah. that was one of the best payoffs I've ever had. Brother. Also, however. Yes. You know, I, I wanted my cake. And I wanted to eat it too. Hey. Because once I realized that. Her name is Pan Am. There it is. Thank you. Um, you know, Pan Am was great and all, but I tell you what, man, you're at that that little like that like race town lake, like yeah, the they, cottage. They flooded the lake with Judy. Yes. Oh. And you find out you can't do it. I'm like, Judy let's unless, go. unless you're a chick. And then you're like, how you doing, Judy? And she's like, no. Nah. Exactly. I had that. I was oh. I'm not mad. I'm glad that we both had the same experience, though. You wanted Judy. Yep. I wanted Pan Am. And we, we, we crossed wires. We went the wrong way on each time. But you know what? I'm happy with the way it ended up. Because I ended up with Judy. And she was a bomb-ass chick. She was bomb-ass chick, man, dude. Man, dog. I'm just going to be And I'm in the end game. And I'm just like, Judy's like out at her own, like, across the country. I'm like, how you doing? She's like, I'm good. Man. You can't have it, dude. Unbelievable. I went so hard trying to get Pan Am, and then she was like, oh, I don't swing that way. And I was like, give me that freedom. Give me that freedom of choice. But that's where the replayability comes in, right? That's facts. I think that the only thing that Cyberpunk could add more to it, like as far as like endgame goes, is uh, I feel like once you beat the game, like there's you can't really interact with these characters at all. Yeah, it becomes especially, really, like, dead. I don't know what Judy is, but especially with Pan Am, like, I, you know, like, Grand Theft Auto. 
Like, you don't even have to play the game, and you can just do other things. What you can do in Cyberpunk... Yeah, nowadays. But, Grand Theft Auto, like, especially... I, I'm going to be honest, I can't think of it in GTA Five, But GTA Four, you could have, like, girlfriends and go on dates and stuff. Like Yeah. And maybe they added in Cyberpunk, and I'm just not privy to this knowledge. I haven't played Cyberpunk. Well, no, that's not true. I, uh, I had an older version of cyberpunk that i went and replayed after i watched the anime it was not updated um the reason it wasn't updated was because it was on an old hard drive mm. and i couldn't get internet on that hard drive to listen update. we all know where you're getting that okay um but what i'm getting at is like when i beat cyberpunk for the first time right close to when it came out because i obsessed over that game yeah. was uh after it was over and you're trying to like really you, you, you you can like call them and like text them but you're still like meeting up like going for some yeah it, it, some it was sushi you know what i mean it, it was very uh very like i mean i can't think of a better word than what i just said but it just felt dead you know what i mean the end game felt dead and and i want to know if it's still that way maybe we should revisit that game anyway suicide squad uh looking cool developmental home Hopefully it comes out great. I just bought Cyberpunk for the PS5 and uh, haven't played it yet. At all. Why? Oh, I bought it because I want the Idris Elba DLC bad. And I also um, bought a PS5 and have played like three games. To the the entirety on it. I played other games. One of them was Ragnarok. Oh, and the other one was the new God of War. <laughs> one of them was God of War, and the other one was God of War. Dude, Fair enough. And Spider-Man, dog. Mm. Spider-Man. <sighs> there's a uh, there's a new Spider-Man coming out. Yeah, there is. Yeah, I was gonna put it on the pod, but I didn't think you'd be that excited about it. I am more excited about that than any game other than Starfield that's coming out this year. Hey, fun fact: uh, uh, Bethesda and Microsoft are going to be having a like kind of E three kind of thing. Uh, uh, the Xbox Bethesda showcase, and they're going to be talking about Starfield during that uh, I showcase. Can, I cannot wait. Don't know the date and time. I only looked at it passively. Again, didn't think that you would be that excited about it. I'm, I, you know what? That's on me. All right, Evan. I'm going to fill you in on two things here. Okay. First thing is uh, Spider Man. Yes. By Insomniac is. One of the best games I've ever played in my entire Shit. life. And I am a high hater of uh, comic book video game adaptations. They always are very cheesy. But Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales is freaking insane. I've heard that. Have you ever played? Have, I have, you, have you ever played? I have not. Okay, we need to finish this up in the next hour and a half. <laughs> We're going to go play Spider-Man because it's going to blow your mind. Done. Done and done. Uh, real quick, as a quick aside to that, uh, I heard that the new Spider-Man is going to be tripping into the multiverse in the uh, new game. Really? Yeah. Uh, with the uh... Did you see the teaser for it at all? I have not. So the teaser for it... <laughs> so I'm going to give you some Spider-Man lore. Here, hit me up. So in the game, um, as you're playing it, at one point, uh, the, the, the big bad... They kind of do uh, Sinister Six, kind of. Okay. Okay. And um, I would say the main big bad is Mr. Negative. Okay. Um, and at one point, there's like a... He, 
whatever his name is. That Mr. A- Freeze. That Asian man that, that is Mr. Negative. I can't think of his actual name. Yeah, no, I have no idea. He's like, he's the guy that founded, uh, oh man, what is it called? It's like this, this, like, it's almost like a homeless shelter. They provide food. It's a thing okay. that Aunt May runs or like helps co-run with this guy. He's like okay. this Asian guy that is actually Mr. Negative. Anyway, this dude has like a rally or whatever, and his like goonies that are him because he's in incognito at this point as Mr. Negative are there and they like just disrupt it and they kill this man who is Miles Morales' dad. And oh, you, you but play that's the Uncle whole, Ben. You play this whole mission as Miles Morales in regular Spider Man. Oh, this is in the okay, okay. And you're like, whoa, you know what I mean? Hmm. And, um, so I see where you're going with this. I said multiverse, and okay. So okay. as that happens, as that happens, then after that all happens, then he's like looking for something to do. Peter Parker takes him under his wing, you know, brings him in, and um, you know, you play the game, but there's always like, you play like I would say maybe twenty percent of this game is randomly Miles Morales shows up, and then once you beat the game, or like at one point in the game, you see Miles Morales gets bit by gets bit by a spider. As it happens. Like, oh shit. There it is. And then at the like the end game of this pretty much is Peter saying like they like meet him in like his apartment. He like teaches him how to do some things. Then he's like, Hey man, I'm going on a vacation. That's pretty much more or less. You know what I mean? Right. And then that's the thing. Miles Morales, Spider-Man Miles Morales is actually not like a full game. It is like really? uh, it's like a considered like mini game, not mini game. I get what you it's mean. It's got a lot of content to it, right? But it's not considered like a full AAA title. And I've only ever seen good reviews oh. on Miles Morales. So the fact that you're saying it's not a full game and it has all these good reviews, yeah, just no. really preaches to the fact that they hit the nail on the yeah. head. And Insomniac is honestly like an insane developer, dude. Insomniac him. makes great. By the way, fun fact, Insomniac made Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I did not, n- never knew that. There you go. That, man. There it is. Hey, full circle, baby. It's a lot to take in. Full circle. We came back around. But the trailer for the new game. Yes. Is, it shows Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Right. He's back. The baby. boy. It shows Spider-Man, Miles Morales. The second boy. They're there, they're hanging out, they're doing some They're things. chilling. They're, you know what? They're vibing. They are vibing. Some stuff goes down. I don't know who the baddie is. I don't know if it's Rhino. I don't know who it is. Um, but what I do know oh. is they hear they hear something. They hear someone talking to them. Oh. Like, like, what the? What the? Like, what the heck? What the heck? And they look down this dark alleyway. Andrew Garfield. Well, no. Oh, okay. It's a video game. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And Venom comes out. Uh, yeah. End. Okay. So. What about. Go ahead. Let's talk about Spider Man first. What about. I was going to say. So it's possible that with. They teased. They, I don't, apparently, they didn't even tease it. They had a full, like. Full frontal dong hanging out Miles Morales in the first Spider Man movie. Or video game, excuse me, not movie. Dude, it, oh my goodness. It just, it literally just hit me that if they made a Spider-Man Venom video game that was just as good as Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales, but all focused on Venom in this game, that would probably be like, yeah. 
I'm pretty sure Spider-Man won Game of the Year. Don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. Fair. But it was definitely in the running to be. Dude, I'm telling you, man. I I think I actually had an old Spider-Man game like for an old system like when I was a kid. And I thought it was like cool slinging. Spider-Man 2. Maybe. I, I don't know. It was like free roaming. You could like go around New York City. Yeah, and Doc Ock was around. Yeah, Spider-Man 2. Okay, yeah. But other than that, and, and even including that, I was like, yeah, oh. like this is interesting. You yeah. Know what I mean? But I'm telling you, I went into this with such low expectations and just thought like, oh, I can't play this game anywhere else. I want to try it. Yeah. Dude. Blew you away? Honestly. <laughs> but. What about the other Insomniac game that's coming out? I don't know. Uh, do what? The other Marvel Insomniac game that's coming out, Devin. I'm so sorry. You're looking to me for something, and you're going to say it, and I'm going to feel like a dumbass? I want you to not know this so bad when I say it, because you're going to be hyped. Oh. Especially... With how much hype I'm telling you Spider-Man is a good game, I'm so hoping you don't know this when I say this. It's it's probable. It's probable. Wolverine. Oh. Do you not know about this? I didn't know about this. Okay, everybody, we have to pause because I have to show Devin the teaser trailer <laughs> for, Mar for Marvel's Insomniac Wolverine video game. All right, fair it enough. It came out, honestly, like we're approaching a year of this trailer coming out. And it's very short, but... I'm telling you, knowing how the gameplay is in that game, and just imagining what it could be in Wolverine, and seeing the trailer, dude, 2021, October 23rd, 2021. It is completely possible that I have seen this and completely forgotten about it. Either way, let's talk yeah, about it. Yeah, 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 100%, 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%.
Moving on. Okay. Uh, and so we need to wrap this up in an hour and a half, so I'm going to very quickly go over the next couple of video game things. Um, number one, Nintendo is suing Discord. Uh, when I say suing, I mean they are delivering a subpoena uh, to Discord. Uh, one of the newest Zelda titles, and I do not remember the call, or the, I think it's Tears of the Kingdom is the newest title. The, the news, I suppose, about the new Zelda was leaked on Discord, and Nintendo is so, I mean, it's Nintendo, dude. Yeah, they are so aggressive about their IPs. I guess I can help you with this a little bit. Hit me with it. So what happened was they uh, somebody on Discord released the um, like what do they call it? like the art book? Yes, for it. Yep, and that is what. And they they're they're, uh, they're subpoenaing Discord because they're like, oh, you released our stuff. Number one, I, I just want to see where this goes. I think it is hilarious how. Uh, defensive, I guess would be the word. How defensive Nintendo is about all their IPs. They are number one, subpoenaing Discord. Number two, um, the the one of the suspected people that leaked everything is a GameStop employee. That is. Did you say uh, GameStop. I did say GameStop. Okay. I thought you said GameSoft sh- is why I was. Oh, I was yeah. Okay, GameStop. Um, I may have heard you wrong. Who uh, is now facing litigation as well? Uh, ridiculous nintendo is like this um this is nothing but good press any in my opinion whenever something is leaked quote unquote that only builds hype for said that's exactly what i was gonna say and and it's not like it's actual gameplay i mean it's no it's an art book or whatever yeah and an art book is at the end of the day just concept yeah i mean you know yeah, yeah i mean it might tell you maybe some story and maybe that's why they're upset about i it. mean maybe and even if it does it's not like you could piece together the story i mean i'm gonna be honest if you guys aren't privy to the legend of zelda timeline there are three separate timelines um all of which are dependent on the ocarina of time and depending on whether or not link uh succeeds fails or dies uh, really? is depending on which timeline it do the Legend of Zelda lore is so much deeper than a lot of people realize. I've never played The Legend of Zelda. Uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time is... I played Majora's Mask, but I don't. I was going to say, that's when the hero fails and Ganondorf wins. Uh, that's one of the timelines of Majora's Mask. Uh, Legend of Zelda... Um, Wind, Wind Waker. Waker. Uh, wow, incredible that we both said that. Uh, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker is... if the uh, This is going to... I'm going to get this one wrong, probably. But that's when the hero um, isn't realized in time. It, it, it is absolutely crazy, the timeline okay, so that my- all these Zeldas have. You're not going to be able to tell me which one of those storylines Tears of the Kingdom falls under. Well, which one is Breath of the Wild? I genuinely have no idea. I'm only asking because Tears of the Kingdom is the Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah. Um, I think when they released the official... I say that in quotes. I actually don't know why I put that in quotes because it is the official timeline from Nintendo. Uh, that was pre-Breath of the Wild, so it hadn't been officially indoctrinated, and I did not keep up with it. Okay, what about um, my main question about this? Let me hear it. What about Hot Ganondorf? Excuse me? You heard me. Okay. Hot Ganondorf. Yeah. Pictures were released. Okay. Of Ganondorf. From Tears of the Kingdom? Yes. He's in human form. Okay. And he looks like he's wearing a full goose suit. 
pull it up. Pull it up right now. I'm gonna Google hot Ganondorf. Please. <laughs> hot guy. Hot guy. I didn't search that. That's not me. That's not me. It was for the pod, babe. I swear. <laughs> Ganondorf is one N, you cretin. I don't play Zelda. <laughs> Here's who's voicing hot Ganondorf. <laughs> if it's anything but Matt Mercer. Give me a picture, bro. What is this? It is Matt Mercer! No way, it's Matt Mercer! Look at the tweet! There he it's, is. It's... I'm gonna use it. It's fucking Matt Mercer, dude. That was a joke. I said that jokingly. That's hot Ganondorf. Damn. Hot Ganondorf is hot. Look at this guy. Hey, fun fact. He's the only male uh, to be born in his... Oh, wow. I said this with full confidence, and it is with full confidence, but I can't remember his race. Ganondorfian. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's the one. Garudian! That's the word. He's the only male Garudian. I'm just filling you in with the Zelda lore. Nah, I need it. I don't know anything. I have a tattoo of it on my back. You would think that I would know every bit and piece of every single Zelda lore that has ever existed. That's not true. Hey, man. I just really like the Ocarina of Time. I just really like tattoos. Yeah, you know what? True. I uh I called my dad I called my dad the other day when I released my YouTube video and I was like, hey dad, you checking my YouTube video? And then we ended up bullshitting for a while. And I asked my dad, unjokingly, by the way, full confidence, not a joke at all. I was like, Dad, when are we gonna get a father-son tattoo? If you wanted to get a tattoo and I said, Hey dad, let's get a father-son tattoo, what would you get? And he said, I'm not gonna get a tattoo. Everyone gets a tattoo. I'm different. I'm different and not getting a tattoo because everyone gets a tattoo. He said, I'm different, bitch. I'm different. That's really what he said. He said that to me at a lunch. <laughs> Dinner. <laughs> I just want to see you get mad. But anyways, I just think it's really funny how uh, defensive Nintendo is. Uh, speaking of Nintendo, actually, I don't have a good segue into this, so I'm just going to drop it. Uh, actually, you know what? Speaking of Legend of Zelda... There we go. There we go. Universal Studios is officially shutting down Islands of Adventure to rebrand it oh. as The Legend of Zelda. Hell yeah, brother. They did that with uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter is uh, one of their big things now. They have that whole section that's like dedicated to Harry listen Potter. Here, listen here, listen here, listen here. Okay. I want nothing more okay. in my lifetime right. than to go to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Studios. I, and okay. if this possible oh. Harry Potter series happens mm -hmm. and they like change what Hogwarts looks like, or or I guess the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is Diagon Alley. If they change what Diagon Alley looks like because they're making it all new school and it's not what I grew up with. Which is right now to the book, Diagon Alley. Well, I guess not to the book. To the film, Diagon Alley. Fair enough. And I don't get to be there because they change it. It's not going to be the Wizarding World. That's Harry Potter, not my Harry Potter. That's what I'm saying. That's not my Harry Potter. Hashtag not my HP. Hashtag not my HP. Uh, go ahead and uh, hit us up. On Twitter and Instagram at RiaPod with hashtag not my HP. Actually, I don't care if you do that. Just follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at RiaPod. Four more times. You said it twice, so four. Yeah. 
We've been really slacking. Yeah, we got a lot of movies though. It's usually where we have the bulk of it. Yeah, it's gonna be coming, and it's one thirty. Let's go. All right. Uh, the only other thing that I have is, uh, do you guys remember the twenty tens? You remember twenty ten so fondly. Do you remember how big Angry Birds was back then? Flappy Bird. Close, but replace Flappy with Angry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Angry Birds. You would launch the bird and stuff. Man, that was great in like 2010, Dude, 2011. I love, I love mobile games. Yeah, man. I hate mobile games, actually. But anyway, continue. But for the sake of the conversation, I love mobile games and how cool Angry Birds was over games. 10 years ago. Yeah. Well, do you remember the brand Sega? Yeah, Sonic. Yeah, dude, they had that they had that game Sonic that was cool for like two games back in the 90s, early yeah. 2000s maybe, but mainly the 90s. Man, a lot of nostalgia. Anyways, Sega's trying to buy the company for a billion dollars. Oh, they made Angry Birds. Uh, why? Brother, that is a great question. No idea. Uh, I mean, if we wanted to get technical about I mean, they, it, they already made like an Angry Birds movie, which already seemed like far fetched. Yeah, and that did pretty well at the box office, if I remember correctly. I'm not saying it didn't. What I'm saying is the fact that it did is wild, and um, it already had its time, if you will. Yeah, it had its time in the early 2010s, and then it had a tiny little resurgence with that whatever movie that they made, and now Sega, Sega, Sega. Yeah, is trying to buy a billion dollars, a billion with a B. B is in Sega. Have even that money. B is in billion. B is in billion. B is in what the heck? I don't like that. I don't like that. That's really weird. Super. I weird. feel like Angry Birds has had its time and gone, and like I feel like even seven fifty five hundred mil would be a lot. The ten mil. They're ten million dollars would be a lot. If you're one of these people that are keeping um, Angry Birds and Long John Silvers alive, add us at Rhea Pod three more times on Twitter and Instagram. Long John Silvers. When's the last time you had Long John Silvers? I mean, fair enough. That's why. Okay. I have two last things to close out the video game section. Let's go. One, my man, my man. Uh, shout out Quentin. That has been listening to the pod and would like to come on sometimes. Yo, shout out Quentin. Make sure you follow us. No, I'm not going to use it there. Don't use it there. I'm not using it there. Just make sure you follow us. Yeah. Anyway, my, Love man, you, Quentin. my man Quentin was listening to our last episode, right? All right. And he was listening to the Overwatch segment specifically. Oh. And I tell you what, man, this guy yeah. knows his stuff. Yeah. He was uh, calling out everything you said. Not in a bad way. Just no, like, now with it. Giving you the corrections on stuff. Oh, yeah? You said about the Overwatch porn. He knew about that, too. Oh, of course he does. You said about the, the what is it, Soldier 76? Being gay, yeah. And how there was no thing to know about that. And he said, this guy doesn't know about the chart. I said, Whoa. This is news to me. What is the chart? What is the chart? I don't know what the chart is, but he told me about some chart. And how they were uh, really explaining how you, if you really knew the chart, Devin, you would know. Brother, my bad. Honestly? <laughs> Honestly, I would love to have a segment in the podcast where we talk about something and people fact check us. I would absolutely love that. That's exactly what I said. He he was telling me all this stuff and I was like, dude, listen, you're talking to me about the one probable aspect of this entire last episode that I cannot give an opinion on because I played Overwatch once. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we, I, I was like, we, we welcome criticism. Absolutely. 
if I'm wrong on something, call me out on it. Let me know how I can correct myself. I, yeah, 100%. And I was like, and he's like, he's like, I'm just some angry man yelling into the ether. But you don't have to be. At you who is just wondering what's going on. And I was like, you're, I was like, listen, I'm going to talk about this on the next episode. I'm going to talk about it. And I saved all of his stuff. But there was so much lore and so much like explaining Jeez. things that I could never explain to you. I could read you his text. I'm not going to. Obviously. But I could read it to you. And it, to me, I don't know what he's talking about. I don't play Overwatch. But I'm telling you what, next time you got a big Overwatch segment, we're going to we're gonna have to phone a friend. <laughs> I will be definitely he phone needs, a friend. Uh, he, he, he knows the stuff. He knows fighting games more than anybody I've ever known to know fighting games. Oh, yeah, Quentin? Uh, you know what, Quentin? Who is the reigning champion of Junkertown? Answer me that, buddy. Tweet at us at Reapod and tell me who is the reigning champion of Junkertown. Let me see if you truly know your stuff. And if you look it up, I'll know. I'll, I won't know. But <laughs> if you answer correctly, I'll know you cheated. <laughs> I, will, uh, I'll, I do know Overwatch lore, but this, this, this chart that you're talking about, I don't know about this. And I'll... I, I I would genuinely love Oh my goodness. It's so crazy because I would love to have a section where, like at the very end of the podcast, or even at the beginning of the podcast, we just talk about, okay, so you guys fact checked us. We on right this. our wrongs. Exactly. Exactly. I would love that. That'll be such a fun segment to do. I agree. I, Thank I, you, Quentin. I don't Thank I don't you. want people to come here thinking that we know everything because a lot of this, listen, man, we're just uh we're just buzzfeed on vocals. We're just riffing. That's what I'm saying. We're tipsy and we're riffing. All right. So my last thing for video games I want to talk about. Devin, have you ever heard of a little game called uh, Merge Mansion? A mobile game called Merge Mansion? No. Okay. You sure you're not Merge Dragons? I'm positive. I know Merge Dragons. No, Merge Mansion. Okay. All right. So Merge Mansion pretty much is a game where there's like... I don't know. You'll find uh, it's like one of those games you combine things, merge. You know what I mean? Oh, like the name. Okay. So it's like it's like two, you merge two rocks together and they become a, a bigger, bigger rock. rock. All right. And you merge them together and they be, just become a table. You merge, I know exactly. And then you merge you two tables together and they become a real nice table. Stuff like that. You know what right. I mean? Right. Right. Okay. So we always talk about making fun of mobile game ads, right? Yeah. So Merge Mansion, as they were getting bigger will start to have like bigger and bigger ads and they were like the 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 biggest ad and I know if people if they've heard of Merge Mansion will know this ad. <laughs> and it's pretty much like it's 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 this mansion that has like a it's like a like a fence, like a metal fence that's like locked and it shows like an old woman getting into the back of like a cop car. Okay? She puts her hand up on the window and it says like he's alive or he's not dead or something like that. Right? So, and then it's just this younger girl looking at her grandma, like, leaving. So what I can assume is, like, I don't know. I never play the game. But what I can assume is, like, maybe, like, her grandfather, like, faked his death. Maybe he got, like... Yeah, there's a whole story going on. Yeah, there. like, kidnapped. I don't know what's going on with this. But that right, was, like, what right. the whole premise is of this. And it's like, oh, man, I'm going to play this Merge Mansion. and find out about this story. To find out what's going on, right? What, what is this deep lore going on? Okay, so it's going to get... Really, it's gonna we're gonna do not not really a 180. We're just gonna just dive deeper into the, the oh, center of the earth. So oh, anyway, a couple of years ago, probably when COVID first started, around that time, mm-hmm. there was another ad for Merge Mansion. Oh, and this ad was almost exactly the same ad, but with real actors. 
And it was um, Kathy Bates. Okay. That was the grandma that did almost the exact same thing. It was like, that had some obvious vocals because it's Kathy Bates. You know what right. I mean? And you don't I, get Kathy Bates. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I completely forgot about that, right? Right. Just, just wrote it off, just whatever. The other day, Devin, I'm on Instagram and I see an ad for Merge Mansion and it's pretty much like, like a detective. Okay. It's like investigating what happened here, like continuing the story almost. Okay. Then the detective that was doing this no. was Pedro Pascal. Pedro, I'm literally in everything Pascal. Yeah, Pedro the Mandalorian Pascal. Pedro the Last of Us Pascal? Yeah. Okay. All right. Of course it was. I Kathy had... Bates and Pedro Pascal. I okay. had... Kathy Bates, I thought, was like, okay. Pedro Pascal, how did they afford him? He made, Literally, how? He made $600,000 an episode for The Last of Us. One of the highest paying actors of all time is uh, Bazinga Guy. Yeah, he made a million of He made a million an episode. And you're telling me Pedro Pascal is just shy? Of almost being the highest paid actor of all time in episode. Oh, okay. And Merge Mansion. Yeah. Got him. But anyway, all I'm getting at here is one, insanity. Yes. And two, Merge Mansion series coming soon. <laughs> and, and with three, that, and three, we need to get into the mobile game business. That's what I'm saying. We need to get into the shitty ass ad mobile game business. Absolutely. I will make a game that is a carbon... Dude, dude. I have this whole thing planned for a YouTube video about mobile games in the future that I'm going to rip them apart. And just as a taste, there are so many games that are carbon copies of a game. I have a game downloaded on my phone right now called Elf Fantasy Adventure. I want you to tell me that that's tic-tac-toe. It is Pokemon. Yeah. The whole game is about Pokemon. It is called Elf Fantasy Adventure. And it's about collecting Pokemon. And that game is a carbon. Literally, you can take that game and paste it on top of three other games that I've played in mobile. Mobile games are a disgrace to the video game world. I hate mobile games so much. So do I. Which is why, eventually, I'm going to rip them apart. But... Oh, man, I almost got really bad right there. We're going to move on because we have a lot. We do have a lot to cover. Of movies and TV shows to go. Thank you so much for tuning into the video game section. And now for the best section of the podcast. Easily the best section. Movies and TV shows. Dun, 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 dun. All right, Devin. All right, listeners, I'm going to fill you in with something. Okay. I think that I've stumbled across something. Okay. And I mean, it, it's all speculation, obviously. So, we all know that the Fantastic Four is coming to the MCU. Obviously. It's not even a rumor. It's happening. It's it been is, confirmed. It is in all of their, like, teaser, this is what's happening in the next phase. Okay. So, last week on the podcast, no, we talked about... Is this going where I think... Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
Last week on the podcast, yeah. we talked about John Krasinski. Of course. We said that he should be Reed Richards, yes. and they better not recast him. I Yeah. Okay. So this is nothing that I've seen. I have not seen any news articles. This is all Ian's speculation corner for the MCU. Okay. Okay. All right. So I thought to myself, John Krasinski is one of the biggest up-and-coming, not even up-and-coming. Genuinely. Just he's very big right now, right? Not Pedro Pascal big, but a household name nonetheless. Yeah, and he's been making waves with... Uh, You've seen The Office. Don't pretend like you have. With A Quiet Place. Everybody wants to know what he what he's got cooking, so right? Yeah. So, I was on his IMDb page the other day. Okay. To see what was up and coming. Where What he was cooking. Yeah. He's been in a couple of things in 2022. Name me one. I don't know one. Yeah, like like a a couple things. I don't know. I was ho- I was hoping there was some like big thing that came out that I didn't know about. But okay, okay. what I'm getting at is right. he has um nothing slated for 2023. No, he has one thing. Okay, in future development. Okay, that he is writing and directing. Okay, starring also Steve Carell. And that's phenomenal. Uh, I love that. But, in my opinion, my yeah. professional opinion... I trust this. John Krasinski is a Hollywood name that is hot right now. Absolutely. Everybody wants to be Reed Richards. Absolutely. That is coming soon to the MCU and he has nothing else slated. He doesn't have anything secretively slated. That we maybe aren't being told about because we want it to be a big surprise when where, it's time. Where are you going with this? I wholeheartedly believe that John Krasinski has been cast as Reed Richards. All right. In MCU. Okay. And the only reason he has nothing else in development, in future development, on his IMDb page is because that's taking up his time. Is because because he's too big of a name. Big Daddy, Big have, Daddy Disney, yeah, is quelling all of it. Yeah, I'm down with it. The fact that like I, I I definitely get on board this train that you're on. He has nothing, nothing coming up, but one thing. Okay, not even like oh he's going to be this in a couple years. Nope. He has, he's not. He has one thing that's coming out next year, and that's it. No other movies he's in. You know how they say like one for them, one for you. Mm-hmm. He's not in like any Cannes nope. Festival movies coming up. He's not in any like art, like passion projects that he's in that nobody's gonna see that a lot of big name actors do. Yeah, my ass. Hey man, I'll be your Jamie on Jerry Rogan podcast. I'll pull up right now. John Krasinski. Let's look it up on IMDb right now. I like how even in your fantasy, I'm Joe Rogan and you're Jamie. That's not my fantasy. Oh. My fantasy is you're Joe Rogan and I'm Joe Rogan's wife. <laughs> I was expecting you to say you're Joe Rogan and I'm Joe Rogan. <laughs> Just letting wait. Okay, so 2022, he was Reed Richards and Doctor Strange. Obviously. He was Superman slash Clark Kent in DC League of Super Pets. Oh, Okay. And he continued being Jack Ryan and Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. Yeah. Yo. Upcoming projects for 2024. He is, it's plot kept under wraps. 
He is writer-director of a movie called Imaginary Friends starring himself, Ryan Reynolds, and Steve Carell. Wow. Okay. Nothing else. No, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. So he's in a... No, I believe you. So you're telling me that he's in a movie with Ryan Reynolds who is famously... Who? In the Marvel Cinematic oh, Universe? Deadpool. Oh. With also... I'm about to put the tinfoil heart on my head. I'm about That's to put, not a real movie. I'm about to put the yingling cap on my head. Exactly. I don't think Imaginary Friends, whatever that is, I don't think that's real. I don't think that's a real movie that's actually being made. I think that's a placeholder that has been whatever on IMDb. I think that's something different. I think that's... Oh, man. That, the the tinfoil's on too tight, I think. But do you see where I'm going with that? I do. Nah, there's something. If, if they replace that. Steve Carell with Hugh Jackman, I'm in. Who would Steve Carell play in the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe? You know what I mean? I'm all for it. Who would he play? Wait, wrong. Oh, wrong. Okay, yeah. Wait. Steve Carell would play an amazing Howard Duck. <laughs> Thanks. We literally just spent last week talking about how good of a range Steve Carell has and like how well he plays a dramatic role. And your answer to who he would play is Howard the Duck. Listen, I'm not saying he couldn't be, uh, what's his name? Dr. Doom? Is that his name? Yeah, that's his name. Okay. I'm a little... I just want to let you know, Lex Luthor and Dr. Doom are two different people. Right. Uh, okay. I, I was. I, I said like. Okay. 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 I, 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 I know. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Couple things. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. Thing number one is I never thought they were the same people, and thing number two is sorry. thing number two is few for thinking that I thought they were the same. People. <laughs> my apologies. My apologies. However, if that is its own thing, you think I saw Steve Carell and said he should be a bald man that's angry all the time? I'll have you know, Lex Luthor is a genius. In fact, he rivals Batman. It has just occurred to me that Listen, Lex Luthor is in the DC universe. That's what I've been trying to get. I apologize. That's why I said no as soon as you said it. Mm. Yep. Also, Goku could be Batman, or Batman could be Goku with enough prep time. <laughs> okay, buddy. R slash who would win? How much time does Batman? <laughs> yeah, okay, buddy. All right, all right, all right. All right. With me looking like a dumbass... Let's move on. That is incredible news. In fact, I am so on board your conspiracy train with Thank this. You. The fact that... No, 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 no. He has nothing, nothing slated for 2023. Nothing for 2023? One thing for 24? No. Wrong. 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 Moving on to other Marvel-related news. Have you seen the new trailer for The Marvels? I have seen stills. But I have not seen the trailer. But I do know that it is the most oh. disliked comic book trailer of all time on YouTube. Well, buddy, I hate to break this to you, but uh, it's for good reason. Should Let's we watch, watch it? it? Let's watch it. So right off the bat, I want to say I love Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys. Love that song. 
That was a great rendition of that song. Number two, I also definitely upplayed uh, the fact that it's the most disliked comic book-based trailer in existence. Yeah. I don't think it deserves that. What I think is actually happening is that Hollywood doesn't know how to write a strong female lead. Sure. And that happened with Captain Marvel back uh, whenever that came out, 2020, 2019, whenever it came out. Um, Captain Marvel wasn't bad because it was a female lead. I definitely don't agree with that. It was bad because Hollywood doesn't know how to write a compelling, strong female lead. They just simply don't. I truly didn't, like, dislike Captain Marvel when it came out. I just have, like... I think the biggest issue that the MCU has faced recently is, which we kind of talked about in the last episode, was the rebuilding phase. Yeah. Which Captain Marvel came out right before Endgame because she had to be an Endgame. Right. But, um... She was one of the main turning points of... Exactly. But I think that Captain Marvel wasn't a bad movie. It was just another new, like, intro, What what is it, origin story. Let's be honest, there's a lot of incels on the internet. Too. Well, that doesn't help, but yeah. we didn't want that, you know what I mean? We yeah. wanted to know what happened from Infinity War, and it was just bad, like... Bad timing. Why bad would timing. they put it there? I, I think that, like, I think the that, timing... As much and... as it would have sucked, Yeah. I think that it would have been a more powerful statement to do Infinity War, nothing, endgame. Yeah. Or even like Captain Marvel. Wait, am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm a little drunk. Captain Marvel, Infinity War, nothing, Endgame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even no Captain Marvel at all, Infinity War, nothing, Endgame, then Captain Marvel. Yeah, dude, they could have still easily put at the end of Infinity War, uh, Nick Fury paging her. Exactly. Like, you wouldn't know what it was, and even if you didn't know what it was, it's going to be blowing up on the internet what that logo means. little mean. teaser for, like, the comic book super fans. I think that, uh, I think it's so heavily disliked, again, because a lot of incels on the internet. I think one of the biggest downfalls of Captain Marvel was the fact that, um, it just wasn't that compelling of a story because how I said Hollywood just doesn't know how to write strong females. Um, and she, she came across as, like, boring i think i I think that she also to be completely honest anytime they've shown her has come a car has come across as pompous Mm. i agree with that i agree with that and it looks like from that trailer that she's man i hate to say it like this but she's being allowed to show more emotion than just that's actually, I am the most powerful entity in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But, but that's a couple of things, right? That's one, I think... Um, I, I've heard that as well. Like, I've I've heard that... Like, I've seen other people say that online, you know? Oh, for real? Okay. I've seen people say, like, oh, they let Brie Larson kind of, like... Actually act. Yeah, not yeah. just be, like, this strong, stoic character, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly, yeah. But I also think that it's something that she needs because she's been so, like... Absolutely. You, the, in her movie, you kind of saw her, but anytime you've seen her since then, it's been like very, I'm so strong. You yeah, know what I mean, which which is fine. I'm not saying she's not doesn't have these, you know, she's not one of definitely the strongest people in the MCU currently. Right. But it just doesn't make her likable. To- Another big thing about uh, the Marvels as well is that it's coming off the back of Miss Marvel. Have you watched Miss Marvel? No. Have you? No. 
And it's for good reason is because when it came out, I read the reviews for it. And if we get past all the, again, incel stuff that was happening, um, they, I, I don't know how else to say this, so I'm just going to say it the way I'm thinking it. It's like they didn't give a shit. It's yeah. like they literally didn't give a shit about actually making her story good. Um, one of the biggest things I saw was that her love interest that was introduced in the first episode immediately had ulterior motives. Mm. And like, okay, that's a compelling story piece if done right, yeah. that her love interest, but it was done so poorly. And so quickly. And so quickly that it like, it didn't give a time. They, it, it, it's like they were pushing it out just to have yeah. another character. You know what I mean? I agree. And okay, cool. They're making some, they're making something about, all of these uh like strong female characters i would love i would love to watch this femme fatale kind oh, of oh i mean that was that was one of the, like that was one of the highlights of endgame was when all the like women superheroes got together remember that wait you actually like that part i mean i didn't think it was bad i think i, I thought i thought it was a little forced that, be, like, that's, that's all what the people are say. together but like i think if they would have done it more organically that would have been a very powerful part of the movie of like all these female characters who are independent and strong but like how you said yeah, it just felt like instead they were not just as felt it was yeah, instead they were just like oh all the girls are together yeah all of a sudden all of the females are together at this one part in the battlefield and they're all striking a heroic pose cool come on they come on yeah it was it was service how about how about just having them be written well how about having them be strong in and and like independent through writing. Why can't one of the um, I don't know? Why can't one of the men be struggling, and then they come and save the day? You know what I mean? That would be incredible. I would love that. That's what you I'm saying. What I mean? That would make it feel more organic and less like thumbs up. Look, thumbs we up. We're for women's rights. Yeah, you know women, I mean? dude. We can do it. We can do what? Yeah. No, shut up. No, no. And I, I I want this. I want this to be good for two reasons. One. Because I think that a lot of the characters in this show got shafted by poor writing in the past. I agree. And two, because I want to be proven wrong. I want to be proven wrong that Hollywood, well, that Disney can write compelling stories that have female leads that aren't just them lamenting over men. I wanted to, what, what's that test called? Wait. I was hoping you would immediately come up with an answer, but now I'm stuck here in, in, in the space trying to have it. There's a test where uh, if a, uh, if a, two women are in a room and they can have a storyline that doesn't involve men, it passes this test. Okay. Um, it was made, not made famous, but it was uh, recently referenced in Rick and Morty. Um, but I just want this story to not have men involved at all. I just want it to be about... Like yeah, these... I, don't, I don't feel like Samuel L. Jackson being in it is like the saving grace. Yeah, that actually, that's a good point. I don't want to. Yeah, that's a good. That's that's actually because a, I, a very eloquent way of putting it. I truly love Brie Larson as an actress. I think that she's really she's good. Phenomenal, phenomenal actress. And uh, the girl that plays what's her name, Kam Kamala Khan, is that her name? Look at you. Yeah, that is her name. I, I like her a lot. I liked her a lot in WandaVision, and I'd like to see more from her and more from like. Ever since that uh, that show came out and she got the superpowers like organically, like how she did, yeah, I wanted to see more because I don't know her from comic books. I don't read comic books 
at all, really. Right. I mean, I have like a long time ago, but right. definitely no Kamala Khan comic book. Yeah, no, no, no. That's so, that's kind of a deep cut. I would like to see more about what she can do and who she is. Yeah. And I hope that this provides a good bridge. Honestly, I think that uh, I think that this likes come from the fact again, don't want to understate this. Uh, incels on the internet. Uh, biggest part. Well, that was the biggest thing because even when Captain Marvel came out, again, even though maybe it wasn't placed appropriately in the release times, um, it wasn't a terrible story, but it got just shitted on, the, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Just because of it being an all-female, like, lead. Yeah. And if we look past that, the story wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't because it was a woman. It was just that it felt contrived. Facts. I'm most hyped about seeing the cat back. What's the cat's name? I have no idea. I love that cat. <laughs> that little, that little pussy cat. Yeah, it's cute as hell. It better not be a he. Facts. Ally. <laughs> also, um, they made a really cool Funko Pop when after Captain Marvel came out, where it was just that cat. But, like, with its face open and it coming out. The eldritch horror that the cat is. Yeah. I'm in. It's a really cool film about it. But I don't think it deserves... something cool like Goose or something. Wait, no, you're on to something. Like from Top Gun? Wait, no, you're definitely... I think think you might be right. I think it is Goose. I'm going to go Captain Marvel Cat. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. What is the cat called in Captain Marvel? His his name's Goose. Hey, hey, nail on the head. Hey, uh, Jamie. All right. <laughs> I don't think that trailer deserves the hate that it's getting. I think that if uh, you don't like a movie purely because it's, there's a female lead, then you really need to introspect yourself. And uh, you know what? I'm going to stop there. Because I was about to say something nasty, but introspect a little bit. Uh, moving on from that, we have... You have the Penguin 2024? I do have the Penguin 2024. Is that the, like, the, 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 spite, the Batman villain? It is. Okay, continue, please. Have you watched uh, Matt Reeves' The Batman starring Robert Pattinson? I have not. Then, Unfortunately. I want to tell you. Like, you heard good things, You're though. doing yourself a disservice. I've heard. When... Our Pat wasn't officially announced as our Bat. I was a little, I was a little uh, skeptical because I don't know anything. I hadn't known anything. Robert Pattinson was in besides Twilight, The Lighthouse, and then I watched The Lighthouse. Okay, yeah, that right. movie is phenomenal. That's I love movie. Willem Dafoe in general. Such a good movie. I love A twenty four. True. So hey, shout out to A twenty four. We're gonna be talking about you later. I um, was excited. Okay. To 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 see how he would do, you know. I mean, I yeah, on the list of Batman, I am not a fan of Ben Affleck Batman. Nipple Batman. Yeah, I don't. He's the one with the nipples. I know. Okay. Um, Ben Affleck Batman. No, you know Fair. what's his name? Uh, Michael Keaton. I like yeah. Michael Keaton Batman enough. I thought it was okay. I mean, we all know who the goat of Batman is. You go ahead. God, I wish I could remember his name off the top of my head. That's why I said you go ahead. You son of a bitch. Christian Bale Batman. Thank you, Christian Bale. Is my Batman. Obviously. Hashtag my Batman. Hashtag. Follow us about Rhea Pod on Twitter and Instagram two more times. 
Well, we've really been slacking. Anyway, Christian Bale said that he would never do a Batman again unless Christopher Nolan was directing it. And I, as of last podcast, explained that Christopher Nolan is my favorite director of all time. True. And I wish that he would because phenomenal. The Dark Knight trilogy is... If you could get... If you could actually book a director like Christopher Nolan to make these comic book movies, as he did, but, like, actually as part of, like, a cinematic universe, okay. I think that uh, Marvel wants to go for, like... If they want to go for, like, dark and gritty, I know the guy. I know a guy that can do dark and gritty incredibly well. I think that he could do... I genuinely... Well, I, that's the issue, right? Like, I think that if Christopher Nolan wanted to do it, he would want to do it with full creative direction. He wouldn't want to be that's like, true. hey, you can do this, but also it has to play into this. You yeah. know what I mean? And you I have to hit these issue. plot points specifically. And that's not talking down to, like, some of the other people, like uh, the Russo brothers, or not talking down to absolutely not anybody else. Taika Waititi. Yeah, yeah. It's just, that's just how he is. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but anyway, the Penguin 2024 oh. is what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, that's right. 2024 is the release date, not the name of it. I imagine so. So anyway, Matt Reeves, the Batman with Robert Pattinson. Right. I don't remember who the main baddie was. It was uh, actually the Riddler. I struggled. It was the Riddler. Point. It was the Riddler. Oh. Oh. And he had all, you know, he... Maybe I should watch that movie. Dude, I'm telling you. Yeah. Phenomenal movie. I will... Honestly, it had my full attention the entire way through. It was riveting, genuinely, and it wasn't like Christopher Nolan's where he's. That's not the movie you're gonna be reviewing at the end, right? No. Okay. Anyway, right. It was the Riddler that was the main bad guy, and then Colin Farrell was wearing wow. like was wearing like a almost like a like a suit to make him look chubbier. And, like, to make him into the Penguin is who, is who the Penguin is. That makes sense. And pretty much the way that it ends without giving away too much detail is Gotham kind of gets flooded by the rivers around it. I see where this is heading. And the way the Penguin is going to be an HBO Max series. By the way, being renamed to just Max. Facts, because they're going off the Skinamax brand. There it is. And it's pretty much, it takes place, like, a couple of weeks after where the Batman ends. And it's going to be an arc from the ending of that movie to the next Batman movie with Art Pattinson. Wait, so you're telling me that this movie, The Penguin... The is, Penguin is a HBO Max show. And it has nothing to do with... Uh, Batman? Batman? It's, it's like going to be about... Okay. I don't know if he's in it or not, but I know okay. it's about The Penguin. Because pretty much the way that he is in that movie is like, you know, he's not a good guy, but he's not like a Batman nemesis at this point no yeah he's just kind of like a thug pretty much yeah that has access to freezing technology if i had to guess it's going to ramp up to him being the bad guy in batman 2 probably whatever it's called yeah you know that reminds me a lot of uh you ever watch gotham i've always wanted to but i never have the uh one of the big things about gotham is that the penguin like while he is the penguin in gotham i've never watched gotham um but one of the big things about Gotham is that uh, he's like a mob boss. Yeah. And he's not truly the penguin. Well, I mean, like he has the technology to freeze people or what have you, but he's more of like a like a mob boss. Who... Well, that's kind of what it is. I mean, in this, though, he's like, he's like kind of like a, a crony, like a goon, a goon. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Well, henchman. Yeah, he's not like the mob boss. He works for the mob boss, which is yeah. probably what Falcone or whatever his name is. And I don't know if that's his name or not in this one, but Falcone was like the one in The Dark Knight. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's always really compelling when uh, when uh, superhero movies don't focus on superheroes, but they focus on the super villains mm-hmm. and give them like kind of like a pseudo origin story. Uh, man. Yeah, dude. He's not he's not a supervillain, but Venom is a great example of this. He's an anti-hero yeah. at the end of the day. Uh but, but but Venom is a great is a great realization of that in that it's an origin story where they can kind of go wherever they want with it. And I mean we talked about it in last episode's podcast where we talked about how Venom maybe blah, 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 what have you. I think that it could be really good. I would definitely watch a supervillain origin story standalone movie as long as it's written well. I agree. So I'm down for that. I like that. Heck yeah. And you said who's playing this uh Colin, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Love Colin Farrell. He's he's honestly underrated. I think Colin Farrell's an underrated actor. He was in uh he's in the remake of some movie. In Bruges? No. I mean, you should watch In Bruges. I'm gonna say sure. Colin Farrell's In 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 Bruges. Mm. Great movie. He plays a uh, detective in Bruges. <laughs> it's a great movie. Colin Sorry. Farrell to me is um. I don't know how to explain this. If you don't get it, you don't get it. But if you get it, you'll get it. Colin Farrell is a young Mel Gibson. Every time I see Colin Farrell, I think it's Mel Gibson. I get it. I get it. He looks almost exactly like him. You know what? Fair. Except incredibly less anti-Semitic. Yeah, it doesn't affect his looks. Oh, true. Yeah, I guess I guess you can be anti-Semitic and also look like a normal person. Yeah. You can even look can like look Kanye like, West. I was just about to say, you can, I was like, yeah, you can be anti-Semitic and look like Mo Gibson. Or Kanye West. I beat you to it. Anyway. Let's talk about uh, some of these. Some uh, let's save the bigger things for yeah. later. Let's talk about these little. We, we, we kind of divided it up. We have we have a couple small things and then some bigger things we talk about. Let's talk about some of these small things here. Uh, I'll start with uh, one of mine. Uh, are you privy to the old Adult Swim show Metalocalypse? I know the name, but I've never watched it. So Metalocalypse is a show about a death metal band called Death Clock. Yes, 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 yes. I actually do know. And, I've never watched it, but I do know what you're talking about, yes. And I am not a huge fan of death metal. Absolutely not. But I will say the death clock hits that sweet spot for me mm. where the music that they make is good and it fits right into the humor sure, sure, of sure. the show itself. One of the best episodes is uh, where they revive an ancient troll from a lake and then the troll just completely obliterates like a countryside okay. and the whole song is about a troll that's obliterating a countryside i got you it it, it, it it's it's a show that it, it's not for everyone but it has like that offbeat humor that adult swim is known for and it just so happens to also be accompanied by a band yeah. i love that show and i think that it ended perfect not perfectly because the story was perfect but it didn't overstay its welcome. Yeah, it's just you like very I mean? season four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which comes out Sunday. That, 
Wait, this su- two days from now, this Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. April 16th. First episode. Okay, wow. No, you can't get... Oh, wait. Continue. Metal Alchemist. Okay. Uh, Metal Alchemist are coming out with a movie. They're coming out with a movie. And the band is making the full soundtrack for the movie. I'm super excited about Hell it. Hell yeah. I'm super excited about it. I love that show. If you've never seen the show, did it give, end, it, give it a couple episodes. Did it end in a way that it can be continued? Or do you think that it's going to be a movie about what the series was? Well, the, the show never really had a coherent story. It was like a... Like, every single episode... Like, they did have overarching storylines, but the show is never truly about, like, oh, we start here as a small little tiny band. Like, the show starts out with them being the biggest band in the world. Oh. They are the biggest band, and they make more money than anyone knows what to do with, and that's how the show starts, and it's just them getting into antics. Like, think of it as a as a serial sitcom kind of thing. I gotcha. Um... So there never really was a true ending to the show. I just think that it ended so, like, it did. And I, I think I said it best earlier. It didn't overstay its welcome. I gotcha. And I never truly wanted more until they said, hey, we're making a movie. Mm-hmm. I'm all about it. I think a movie is the best way to go out. True. If that's how it's been. You know what I mean? One last hurrah. One last hurrah. Yeah. And you know what they say? Six seasons in a movie. Yeah, I wish. Yeah, where is it, huh? It's being made. Yeah, where's Donald Glover, huh? He's in rumor to rejoin. Wait, for real? Yeah. Those of you not privy to this information, Community, one of the best shows yeah. of all time? Yes. Do I say that with brevity? Or, excuse me, no. Levity? No. One of the best shows. I have never rewatched a show more times than I have rewatched Community. In fact, when Ian and I would record old podcast episodes, I would go over to his house, and when the podcast was done, we would rewatch Community together because that show is that good. And one of the going memes of the show was six seasons in a movie. Well, they had their five seasons. Did they have a sixth? Oh, right, right, right. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yahoo. Yahoo picked them up for the sixth season. Right. But we never had the movie. And we're still waiting on that. No, it's in development. We're still waiting on that. It's in development. I. It spent easily five years not even being talked about. That's what I'm saying. And now it's in development. We need it. Six seasons in a movie. Everybody signed on except for Chevy Chase because F him. And uh, Donald Glover is up in the air still. I was already Yvette Brown. Yeah, I've heard that too. It was like not able to be gotten, which, oh, you're telling me Yvette Brown. Name me one other thing. You, listener, name me anything that Yvette Brown. Does that name even ring a bell to you? No shade on Yvette Brown. Yeah, she was in the live action Lady and the Tramp. Name me one good thing Yvette Brown has. I actually didn't know that they had a live action Lady in the Tram, to be honest with you. Uh, I didn't either until this week <laughs> when I watched the live action Lady in the Tramp. Is that the part of it? Okay. Anyways, she's harder to get than Donald Glover. Okay. All right. You know what? Right. Let, at this point, you know what? Freak you. <laughs> at this point, even Joel McHale should be harder to get. Genuinely. Like, he does the soup. 
He does do this. He did the soup. Oh, true. He, he did, did the Joel McHale show with Joel McHale. Oh, dude, I love the Joel McHale show with Joel McHale. You know why? Because there's Joel McHale. Oh, dude, Joel McHale's in it. You'd never know it. That's good. These are supposed to be like tiny little snippets, and here we yeah, are. Yeah, next up. So okay. my next big thing is, uh, my next small thing, actually. Yeah. Is, uh, what'd you say about Metalocalypse? How it's like uh, the average sitcom that doesn't yeah, have... Yeah, like a... a it, there's a story, but like it's not... It's not really the focus. So no. kind of like the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, actually, yeah. And like, they have that that spinoff, Young Sheldon, right? Yeah. You know what I'm... But what, I, what I'm thinking... Yeah. We should expand that universe even more. Wow. I am... Yep. Sure. All right. Well, I don't have any details on it, but I just know the face value fact mm -hmm. that there's a Big Bang Theory new show in the works to expand the universe. And I just thought that... that and again, there's nothing really talked about with it. I just wanted you and everyone to know that for some... Um, reason there's <laughs> a Big Bang Theory show in the works to expand the universe of the Big Bang Theory. The Big Bang Theory CU is in the works, Devin. It's in the works. You know what I have to say about that? This is the darkest timeline. What? 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 Bazinga. <laughs> Son of a bitch! I said that really loud. That is exactly what I have to say about that. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> you know what? I stole one from you. You stole one from me. Huh. Fair enough. What did I say? Oh, Kanye West. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, oh, all right buddy. All right. I got. I got like four more one-offs. You have two, so I'm gonna go ahead with another one. Okay. Next up, then. Have you seen the newest season of Stranger Things? The newest season? No. Season four. I have not seen the newest season. Have you seen any memes or anything about it? Do you, yeah. know, do you know anything about it? Of course. Yeah, yeah. So you know how like the song got really big? Yes. And the, the dude with the long curly hair? No remember his name, but yes. Right, well, his name is Eddie Munson. Oh. Of course it, it is. It, at least in the show. I don't know what his right. actual name is. Anyway, he became a real fan favorite. Um, something happened to him at the end of the season. Oh. Are you being cryptic for my sake? Yeah. Okay, thank you. And anyway, right. he's a big fan favorite. We, we we hope that he can return in the new season. Okay. And, you know, me, me being me and knowing about what has happened in Stranger Things in prior years and knowing that they had my man Samwise Gamgee and just finished him in one season, had that dude that was... Started like, and ended. Had that guy that was the Russian guy that liked the ice cream. Oh, dude, that guy. I remember that guy. Yeah, he liked the ice cream and then started and finished him in one season. Like, these fan favorites yeah. are just done. And they never come back. That's the big issue with Eddie Munson right now is we're not sure what can happen with him. Well. So, we, I know that there's not a good chance for him based off of, um, I don't know, the prior two seasons. Okay. But anyway, uh, there is officially an Eddie Munson prequel Stranger Things show in the works. I wish you knew more about Stranger Things season four, so you'd be more excited. I, 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 I have always wanted to. It's not even the like. It's not that I think Stranger Things is bad. I think Stranger Things deserves all the fan like crave that it's gotten. I think it's genuinely an incredible show, and it actually. It, it this sounds so weird to say, but it took me until uh, they started fighting Vecna. Vecna, uh, yeah, I know, I know, it's in season four. 
that got that part got spoiled to me. I know they're fighting Vecna, and it was just at that point that I was like, "Oh my god, this entire thing's actually based on Dungeons and Dragons." And, yeah. and like, it sounds so silly to say. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, the first season was like, "Oh, they like it." Yeah, like they like it, and there's also a demi gorgon that haha is also in, in Dungeons and Dragons. And like it, it still didn't really, really pick up on it. And when they fought the Mind Flayer in season two, but then I was like, "Oh, Vecna, a named character of Dungeons and Dragons." This guy, okay, who gives us the biggest review on the D and D movie, and how happy he is that they're not just players and that they're actually bringing these people into the actual movie as what they would be, you know, related to the lore. Won't watch. The biggest D and D lore show of all time. I'm not saying it's a show about D and D, but they're bringing something that he loves to the mainstream. They're making people that have never heard of D and D, or even if they did hear of it, were never interested in D and D, and they're making it on the big screen. And he says, "I didn't message us." At Reapod on Twitter and Instagram, and tell Devin that he is a uh, poser. Man. Thanks. Oh, Listen, I'm not an uh, an all knowing critic. Okay, I don't have the greatest mind that when it comes to like dissecting movies and TV shows, some things go over my head. Some things as simple as a TV show that starts off with a bunch of Little nerd kids playing D&D Dungeons & Dragons that has a monster from Dungeons & Dragons being the main antagonist. Sometimes it goes over my head. And I'm just enjoying the story for what it is. What's the last season you watched of Stranger Things? That's not well, the crazy. season that wasn't. This is season three. I watched all of season three and I loved it. Season four, and I think this is actually what played into it so hard, was season four was the not the first season, but... Um, Netflix usually like releases it a full season, right? But season four was serial, right? Every episode came out. Was it not? It was. They did. It was something like that. They, yeah, yeah. They did. Um, they did most of the first se- uh, most of the season release at the at the beginning. Yeah, and then like Memorial Day or Fourth of July or something, they released the last like two or three. Okay, so that's what it was. I was when I found out that they were making season four, I was obviously super excited. And but I wanted to wait because I I didn't want to have to actually wait for the rest of the season. No, and then the rest of the seasons came out, and I was like, in, "Well, I'm gonna go for." In it. all fairness, I uh, didn't start season four until the day before the new ones were coming out because I knew I couldn't watch them all in time. Exactly, and uh, I did. Okay, watch them all. All right, and then had to wait a whole day because whole twenty four hours. Yeah, no, I feel that. Um, and it's not because I think it's like overrated or anything like that. No, I think it I'm, deserves everything. That I am has. just glad to know that you watched one, two, and three. I because did. in my professional opinion, um, season one of Stranger Things is something that can never be captured again. Really lightning in a bottle. Truly, yeah. truly lightning in a bottle. And season two was nowhere near that. They didn't truly capture, and, and I hate to say it twice, they didn't capture that lightning in a bottle. But. I think that it did as well as it could 
stay true. But I think that they also realized what they messed up because yeah. all that stuff with, uh, I think it was season two, with like Eleven's like quote unquote sister and stuff, where like she went away for a while. Yeah. That was season two, right? Uh, I think it was season two. It might have been I three, think, but I think it was two. I think it was two. Yeah, because season three focused more on her like budding relationship with um whatever. Yeah, and uh, so in my opinion, leading up to this, it was one three two. My opinion now, yeah, is one four three two. Season four of Stranger Things, really they, that good. They did so well with making it a very compelling story, making you like. My favorite thing about it is, you know, with a lot of TV shows, is I feel like they did a thing that I like with writing where they write their characters into a box. And I think I've actually watched, like, not documentaries, but, like, them talking about developing the show. Yeah. I think they said that they would write them into this box, that they're like, how do we get out of this? Deep. And not just, it's stuck, and now it's going to be bad. It's, yeah. how do we get them out of this, and how we do is phenomenal. You know what I mean? I... I actually, uh, that's actually a really fun mentality to have. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I used to ghostwrite uh, books for people back in the day. And I would have one of two approaches to writing books. One, I would have the ending already planned in my mind. And I would go, how do I make the ending that I have visualized in my head capture the emotions that I need the reader to feel? Yeah. Right? That would be, that's my favorite way to approach a book. Um, I would have the ending already planned out, and I would make sure that that ending was perfect by making the rest of the book good, right? And my my second favorite way of doing it is writing myself into a literal box yeah. and figuring out how the main characters get out of this box without using, like, ex machinas. For the record, the, like the, the worst... Um, this this is... I would say Stranger Things is one of... One of, not the, but one of the best ways I've seen it done. The worst way I've seen it done is uh, Supernatural. Wow, what a deep cut. I like the show Supernatural. I love that show. Should have ended after five seasons. Absolutely. Ever since then, every season was, um, we're going to write you into a box, and then there's just a more powerful being that's going to get you out of the box. I think Supernatural really... Oh, man. I have such a love-hate for the show Supernatural. That they, they were making money. Yeah, and they didn't want to stop, which is fine if that's Absolutely. what you want to do. And it had such a cult following of loving the. If you go to like, if you're like, so when I was watching Supernatural, I was getting into it, and I was like, oh my word, there's so many episodes of this show. You're like, but then there's an overarching story, and there's so many episodes that don't progress the story at all. If you go to yeah. like the Supernatural like Wikipedia or whatever they have, like the wiki, yeah, they will literally tell you what episodes you need to watch of the show. Because some of them just don't. And make. some of them will be like 20 episodes apart from each other because yeah. it's just nothing. I, they call them Monster of the Week episodes because it's literally them going in like, oh, we got to put a salt, a salt circle around and then we're going to draw the ghost down and then we're going to kill the ghost. Yeah. Season one of Supernatural, again, just like Stranger Things, was really lightning in a bottle. Season one was amazing. Two dysfunctional brothers who were ripped apart at a young age coming together and trying to figure out not only their own relationship, but figuring it out by, by, by fighting these, these demons, spirits, supernatural beings. Oh, right. Yeah, I know these supernatural beings, like the Wendigo, uh, Dude, the, Bloody, Bl Mary. the Bloody Mary episode oh of God, Supernatural the Bloody Mary is one of the episode. best 
so good. And she comes out of the mirror and she could only walk on the spoilers, by the way. She can only walk on the spoilers of the show from 2008. (laughs) She can only walk on the broken glass of the mirror that she came out of. I was like, yo, that is great writing. And like, don't get me wrong, I'm okay with them going down the religious route that they went down. But then that was it. But that was it for 10 more seasons. That's what I'm saying. Like, Okay, so one of them's the devil incarnate, one of them is God incarnate. Cool. Well, anyway, if you, uh, yeah. we can talk about Supernatural all day and their shortcomings, but anyway, if you uh, aren't done with their shortcomings, uh, the Winchesters prequel TV show is now streaming on HBO Max. Soon to be just Max. <laughs> That's not even in the docs. I love that. It's in here. Heck yeah. All right, I'm going to do one more before you go. Let's hear it. It's going to be real sweet and short. That's what we said about the last two. Well, this one I think should be because we covered it in the last episode. Harry Potter series confirmed. HBO Max has a... Soon to be Max. Soon to be <laughs> HBO Max. Soon to be Max. J.K. Rowling, unfortunately, executive producer, has a 10-year commitment already. Wow. Decade-long commitment to make each book. Well, not. I mean, if it's ten-year commitment, maybe they'll do ten series. But what was initially rumored was uh, a ser or a season for each book. Right. You know what I mean. I remember that. And I, you know, again, as a big Harry Potter fan, it it really it does genuinely pain me the J.K. Rowling aspect of it. Right. But also as a just. Separating the art from the artist, you know, view, lens of it, whatever you want to say. I mean, I genuinely am excited. I hope that it's done well because from reading all of the books, I've read every single Harry Potter book, love them. That's what I grew up on. It, you know, it, not to get, not to get too like, uh, you know, deep and emotional. Sentimental. Yeah. But it helped me through some hard times as a kid, some some things that I went through and it would be nice to see it done really well and to, to give it more of what the book was than just a two hour movie. I definitely don't want to be the only 500 page book. You're definitely not the only person that feels that way. And I do immediately want to move on because I am going to get very anti JK Rowling again, but I'm glad to see that it's a 10-year commitment because that means that uh, they have a lot of time. Notice how I said they have a lot of time to figure it out. Figure out what you do. You had all summer. You had all 10 years. You had a decade. So I am glad to hear that. Uh, One of the things that I have on here, this is a very niche thing, but Ian and I both love A24. Uh, the production company, they make a lot of incredible, well, they don't only do horror. No. But they do a lot of really good horror. Facts. There's a lot of good indie, I don't want to say indie. They have a lot of good horror movies that have come out uh, that Ian and I both enjoy. I genuinely can't think of any off the top of my head. Okay, Google. The Witch. Is it The Witch? Did they make The Witch? Did think... you watch The Witch? That was the first... Uh... That was the first A24 film ever. Dude, The Witch is incredible. Yeah, I had no idea that was A24. I'm so glad you said that. Yes. So A24 does a lot of good horror, uh, obviously. I just just spent the last 30 seconds talking about how good The Witch is. They're making another movie called Talk to Me. Uh, it looks like, and I, I, I hate to sell it short, 
but uh, it looks like the Ouija or Ouija, if you remember that movie yeah. from like 2018 or whatever. It looks like Ouija, but if it was um, done by a good company. Thanks. Uh, I one of my favorite genres of horror is paranormal horror. Uh, I'm not too big on like body horror or like serial killer horror. Like obviously, I, I gave Megan high or Mathrigan high praises. Uh, one of the few serial killer quote unquote movies that uh, I've ever seen. I'm not a huge fan of Scream. Blah 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 blah. But my favorite genre is paranormal horror, uh, and this looks like to be another great addition to the paranormal horror collection. I agree. I think that it was one of, I mean, I've seen trailers like we talked about Smile on the one episode and that trailer seemed good, but at the same time, I kind of could tell that it was maybe not going to be, you know what I mean? You can kind of tell from the trailers that the best part of the movies or the, the best part of the movie was in the trailers. Yes. You could kind of tell that going in, but you didn't want to believe it. Yeah. And then you watch the movie and you're like, oh, that's exactly what happened. Exactly. And... I think that we watched the trailer together, and I think that it. I'm excited for it. It looks like it's going to be scary. It looks like it's going to be. We've been talking about for weeks how we wanted a movie that genuinely scared us. I don't know if it's going I to be. I want it so bad. I need to lock so the doors. Need to check the the bathroom curtain, like I said. But I. I think that I it's, hate and love that feeling at the same time. You know what I mean? I I, I, I love that. feeling that way, and I hate feeling that. You way. hate it in the moment, but then when you reflect back on it. That movie scared me. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. I love that feeling. And it's been so long since the movie had that. And I think one of the biggest things, I think one of the biggest reasons that a lot of movies don't have that these days is that they jump the shark too much. I think the biggest part of the fear is not knowing what the fear is. Yeah. Does that make sense? So, like, well, let's take Smile. I'm sorry. I'm going on a big tangent yeah, right. right now. Um, I have something to say about that, but go ahead. I think one of the, like, let's talk, let's take Smile into consideration right now. Um, one of the biggest issues of Smile is that the monster, quote unquote, is shown to you within the first five minutes of the movie. Okay, this is actually what I wanted to touch on. I, I agree that that was an issue. I, okay, so I think that is a very thin line that you have to tread. Because while I do agree that that was part of the downfalls of that movie, I think the other downfall was just, it was too predictable. Absolutely. And also the ending sucked. And for me, it's actually funny that that is what you said, because for me, my biggest thing for horror is actually the complete opposite of that. Oh, really? My biggest thing is, I feel like there's been too many movies recently where I think that they don't know how to make it look appropriate. And you just spend so much time with, like, the characters, like, being scared of something, but you don't know what it is. Because they will hold it off, if they ever even show it. I think, uh, actually, to take uh, into consideration one of our favorite horror movies, Sinister. Yeah. That's actually an opposite example. They showed. That's what I'm saying. The monster very early on. That's what I'm saying, is they did show it. They did show the the fear. And um, another big one for me is The Conjuring, where there wasn't necessarily one big, big bad, quote unquote. There was like multiple paranormal things going on, but you constantly were seeing something terrifying. Same with the first Insidious movie. You're seeing different things, but it's always something that you're like, oh. Or even when the characters didn't see it. You were seeing it. And that is something that you pointed out to me. I had seen... Yes, I was just about to touch on this. I was just about to touch on this. One of my favorite, favorite, 
favorite things about the, the laundry room scene. It's the laundry room scene. Exactly. I love when horror movies show you something, the viewer, that the main character is not aware of at all. And it's done even better if it's if it's almost a blink and miss it moment. Yep. And that's exactly what Ian was about to touch on is there's a scene, if you have not seen it, rewatch Insidious. There's a scene where she is listening to uh I had a camera but that song. Um and as she's carrying hey, the was, laundry, that, that was perfectly on key. Thank you. Yes, my man. Uh, one of the one of the parts she is carrying a laundry basket from one room to another, and for the viewer, if you're not paying attention, it just looks like a really decently made long take. However, for the keen-eyed viewers, there's a just as she's moving from one room to another, you can see a tiny little boy just standing there. Yep. In the corner, facing the corner, and it is so off-putting. It is so. It, when I first saw that dude, it sent chills down my spine. I remember I was with uh, the chick I was dating at the time. I like, I grabbed the arm. I was like, "Did you see that?" And she's like, "See what?" I yep. was like, "No way, you didn't see that." And that, and that, just to speak on that, not to interrupt. If are absolutely, you, are no, you continue, done? please. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What I was gonna say was just to speak on that really quick. Was the first time that I watched that movie was with you, and you didn't say anything about it. And I watched it, I didn't notice it. And then I was telling my mom about how compelling of a movie that that was. And like, my mom likes horror too, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So she was interested in it as well. And then you brought it up at when we watched it that with your mom. With my mom. Yeah. And I was like, what, what do you mean? You know what I mean? And I remember we, we paused it and went this. back and I was like, holy hell. Dude, it is like such a. And those are my favorite type of scenes. I, I agree. agree. Is when the main character doesn't know something that's going on, but you, the viewer, sees it. Oh, man, when it's done right, it sends shivers down your spine. Shivers, and I love that. Uh, and the main thing that I'm getting at here is that Ian says that sometimes they show the monster too, uh, not early enough. I say that sometimes they show the monster too early. I'm saying they don't show him at all. I've definitely, or if I've they do, or that. if they do show it, it's at the very end, and, and when, it, is, when it literally doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. The, the 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 tension line that they need to cross for a movie to bring that feeling out is very very fine. Yep. Yep. And I completely understand that going in, so I'm willing to give it leeway. Yeah. I'm willing to give it leeway, and a twenty four especially. Man, actually, this is a great example of what you just said of the witch they never nope. actually show the the big i mean yeah they have the scene in the beginning spoilers if you've never seen it you really need to watch it the witch is incredible they showed the very beginning the baby getting taken away yep and they don't show it but then they show the same lady that stole the baby mushing all this like stuff down and you can like piece it together in your brain that she took the baby and literally mushed the baby down into powder and then ate it, it is wild movie a wild movie that's when they don't show the monster at all correctly yep yep and then there's also movies where they show the monster incredibly early on sinister is a great example of this they show the monster incredibly early on and that helps drive the tension yep another good movie i don't know if you've ever seen this movie and it's a movie you can tell horror is our favorite genre it's a movie that <laughs> i think that went maybe underrated when it first came out and i've been trying to talk to people 
I'm actually thinking of another movie now too. But I'm trying to talk to people about this movie for a while, and they don't know what it is. It's uh, do you know Case Thirty Nine? No. With Renee Zellweger in it. Yeah. That is no, no, absolutely not. You should watch that movie. There was one issue about that movie where in the trailer there was like a monster, like a, I don't know, supernatural type being. Sure. That like was in the trailer that was terrifying that didn't make the final cut for some reason. Really? It was like a main driving terrifying factor of that movie. You should watch that movie. It's scary. Really? I watched it 10 plus years ago and it was scary then, so maybe not now. Maybe it doesn't hold up. But I've always... Up, I still hold it here, you know what I mean? Yeah. Am I mental? Like... I mean, it, it, 10 years later, if you're still thinking about it... Examples of movies that don't, by the way, show them enough is the number one that comes to mind is Signs. Because she's scared of all this stuff, and the I, I could be wrong, but I think the only time you actually see an alien is like when it runs past, like real fast. To be fair, that's the best scene from Signs. It is, and but it's not enough. Admittedly, in my so. opinion. And yeah, they have like at the end, well, end, quote unquote, where like they're like looking through the knife underneath the door and they can see the aliens that, and the reflection and stuff like that. that. I did forget about that. But that's not nearly as chilling yep. as the, as like the dude, I remember watching that as a kid, some, that, that scene where it like runs past and like, Oh, no, don't get me wrong. That's, oh, that's a phenomenal scene. Love that scene so much. And yeah, they, they make fun of it in scary movie. Right. And like, he's like, runs, but like, but that scene is so iconic. Because they don't show the, the monster enough. But then, at that point, where do you go from there? You know what I mean? I think they should have added it in earlier. What is she seeing? Exactly. Why is she so... And Science, don't get me wrong, Science is a, is a good movie. But I think a lot of people have it rated way too high. I think it's way too highly... Well, rated. Couldn't think of a better word. It's just, it's more too much, too much uh, mouth talk about that movie. Uh, and one, and the reason that I bring up another reason why I bring up like showing the monster too early is there's another movie coming out um, about uh, Dracula. Yes. Okay. Uh, Dracula, obviously, everybody knows who that is. And there's not a whole lot of like vampire horror out there uh, because it's been overdone. But I don't think that's any reason to stop doing it. I think when vampire horror is done right, it can be a very good experience. And so there's this movie coming out called, uh, what did I have in here called? Talk to me. Talk, no, no, no. Uh, the Voyage of the Demeter. Oh, I've heard or Demeter, excuse me. The Voyage of the Demeter. Uh, and the whole, and it's, it, 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 the whole movie, it takes place on a ship. Oh, that was the A24 film. What's the A24 film? Talk, Talk to, to me. me is the A24 okay. film. Gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Um, the Voyage of the Demeter is, uh, it, the whole movie clearly is about uh, these guys and they're on a ship and on on the ship with them is Dracula and that's the whole movie and I I really want this movie to do well because I think vampire horror is not done nearly enough because it's been overdone in the past so I think a lot of people are scared to touch it but I immediately had an issue with the trailer that I watched because they show yeah Dracula in the trailer the scariest part about a horror movie is the tension that builds from the monster. Yep. So to show it immediately in the trailer, I think was a bad move. 
But I'm willing to give it a shot because I will literally give any horror movie a shot in the hopes that it gives me the chilling effect that Sinister, The Conjuring, has had it, on me. If in the they're past. enough of a big bad, it doesn't matter, right? And that's what I'm saying. If they show it in the trailer, hopefully it's good enough in the movie that like they're sh- they're showing us something. Well, didn't you say that that movie was made by some like DreamWorks or something? Yeah, DreamWorks. Yeah, the people who made Shrek. It's not animated? No. I think it's so crazy, too. DreamWorks and Universal... Well, I mean, Universal does whatever. But DreamWorks... I thought that was mainly the... And I'm glad you brought that up. That's, like, the most interesting part of this. Is that DreamWorks, who is known... They made Up, by the way. Up. I thought Pixar made Up. Oh, maybe. What's that movie called? I gotta look it up. The, well, I know they definitely made Shrek. What's that movie called? I, uh, I don't know. The one that you're talking about. Uh, the Voyage of the Demeter. Demeter. Demeter or Demeter. I don't know which one it is. Uh, I please. Found it. I found it. Please uh, okay. no, quote us at Riapod on Twitter and Instagram one more time. I wasn't trying to discredit you. I just wanted to pull it up to make sure that it wasn't like, uh, oh, we have the wrong vibe and it's actually not supposed to be scary. No, it is a horror movie. The Legend of Dracula is born. Yeah. The Last Voyage of the... Demeter, Demeter. Okay. And if you want to try to go right ahead. Oh, Liam Cunningham's in it. That's the, uh, um, what do they call him? The, the Onion Knight, or whatever they call him in Game of Thrones. I don't know who that is, but I know that, uh, Jack Sparrow's friend from Pirates of the Caribbean is in it. Yeah, this guy. Oh, guy. I know that guy. From Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Sparrow's friend? Yeah, I thought I saw him in it. You know, the, the... that's him in Game of Thrones. No, that's that's Jon Snow. No, no, beside him. Oh, that guy. Okay, I know, I know. Kit Harrington just steals the scene. Nah, right? every time he's in it. Davos Seaworth, John's. Who'd you say his friend? I don't remember his name. I thought. You know what? Now looking at that picture, I realize I may have mistaken. You know, like the the other main guy from Pirates of the Caribbean, like his, this guy his made first. It. Who's that? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Yes. Um. Really, all I was getting at is I, that I that love vampire movies, and the fact that they showed it in the trailer. I wasn't trying to discredit you for saying it was DreamWorks. I just wanted to make sure it was actually horror, but I think that it would be kind of pretty rad if DreamWorks yeah, just doesn't do only animated movies. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they're one, I love they're one of the biggest movies. production companies of all time, so if they can branch out, I think that that's good for everyone. Especially into horror. The animation... Into live-action horror. Exactly. Dude, their animation is on par with some of the best animation studios in the world. I agree. So is Blue Sky. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace on that one. So, I I have high hopes for this movie. I will definitely watch it. Yeah, I wish I would have. Uh, I wish I would have seen the same trailer that you saw when you were watching it. I'm sure I hadn't been busy at the time. I mean, you can watch it right now if you want. Uh, okay. All right, Dev. One thing that I have been recently turned into giving a shot is uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Whoa, Ian! Did you know? Yeah, that the Mario Brothers movie is the highest-grossing 
animated movie on opening weekend of all time. I knew that it was the highest uh, rated video game movie of all time. Not only that, but it's also the highest grossing animated movie of all time on opening weekend. Uh, Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, dude? I... I'm not talking with hate, okay? I had very, 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 very low expectations, especially for a video game made movie adaptation. And the fact that it made this much money, what was it, two weeks ago, maybe, that we said the Mario Cinematic Universe as a ha-ha funny? I'm pretty sure it was last week, to be honest with you. It might have been last week. We said that as a ha-ha funny, no. No, no. This is not a ha-ha funny anymore. Hollywood just saw the dollar signs pop up in there. It's like an old Bugs Bunny cartoon. Their eyes went from pupils to dollar signs. Pupils to dollar signs. No, no, no. It's real. It's real. Do you think that we're going to get the Super Smash Brothers? 100%. Absolutely 100%. I think we're going to get... I think we're going to get a Mario Brothers movie. And the reason I have turned from indifference to excitement is because I think the next one they're going to make is a Zelda movie. Why do I think you the next... Wh- name me a bigger franchise. I don't disagree with that. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like... My question is, why do you think that they'll go from Mario straight to Zelda? Why not, why not Mario 2 with the success? Mm, that is fair. I, but to me, that's kind of short-sighted. I don't disagree. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I think if they made a Mario Brothers 2 or whatever, that would be cool. But I think that... We had to get to almost Iron Man 3 before we had... Uh, put together Marvel Universe. Yeah, like we had, uh, I mean, we had Iron Man, and then I think it was just the Incredible Hulk, and then Iron Man 2. I think that was the way it went. And then yes, Thor it, after that. It's even the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. I think it was Iron Man 1 and 2. Honestly, it might have been. It was so long ago. And you know what? Feel I, free to fact check us. Also, for the record, if I am wrong, I think that when they made Hulk, they didn't have... Absolutely. Cinematic universe in, in mind. No, it no. was just comic books. Yeah, they were just like, oh, here's something. Here's an IP that worked well. Let's just Not do only that. that. But when, well, uh, John Favreau, who who was happy, yeah, directed Iron Man. Right. And as I mean, he's made the Mandalorian since then. True. But they just took this comic book hero that, you know, if you're into comic books, yeah, he's cool. But he wasn't like. He wasn't Spider-Man. He wasn't Captain America. You know what I mean? He was just some random dude that nobody thought would have such commercial success. Literally the poster child of Marvel. You know what I mean? And I do think that it's quite possible we see a Mario Brothers 2 before we see anything else. But I think with the success that Mario Brothers have had, that we're probably going to see an entire Nintendo franchise, cinematic universe, oh, I can see that. happen. And that's not me talking down. That is me with the highest of hopes. The highest of hopes that we will finally, finally, finally 
see video game franchises done with love and care that the Marvel Universe has done with all of their comic books. I would kill a man to see Halo done correctly. Not that shitty... Okay, I don't want to say shitty. Forward Unto Dawn was actually pretty good. But they have had so many flops in the Marvel... Or Marvel. In the Halo franchise. Yeah. I would love to see it done correctly. And I think that with the success of Super Mario Brothers that they can see that when it's done right, it does work. It does work. I agree. There's no faithful adaptations. None. Except Forward Unto Dawn, which isn't a faithful adaptation. It's just a good story. Uh, and Master Chief is only in the last two episodes. I've never watched it. Which is crazy to me. That's I've never watched the Halo Paramount Plus series. When I say it was good, I mean that it was passable. It's passable. As compared to the rest of the Halo franchise. Solely, it's not that great. It's okay. But it's not like the highest grossing animated movie ever made. Fair enough. That's fair. You know what I mean? I And honestly, it's just... This This is less so me praising the hype of Mario Brothers, and I just really want to see a Zelda movie. I would love to see a Zelda It's kind of weird there hasn't been one, or if there has, it's unnotable. I, I don't think there has been. I think the... Like, I remember seeing a fan-made trailer for a movie, like, 15 years ago. Yeah. But other than that, nothing has ever come of it. I'm glad that they started with Mario. That's definitely more uh, broad appeal than Zelda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I would I would just genuinely... I, I would love to have a reason for this tattoo on my back to exist. <laughs> Outside of reason. just video games. Fair. Well, I have one last thing. Unless you have anything you've watched. No, no I was planning on watching uh, some really bad B-horror movies before we did this podcast, but I did not get around to it. So, one of the best horror games of all time. Resident Evil. Dead Space. That is a very good contender. Dead Space is getting a movie. And it's been talked about for a while. And James Wan is going to direct it. That's a name that I trust in horror. James Wan has directed Insidious. True. The Conjuring. True. He wrote and directed Saul. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Malignant. He wrote Dead Silence. Dead Silence is honestly a love it or leave it type of movie, but it was good. And I liked it. He directed? Yes. Fast and the Furious 7. I remember that. Anyway. Yeah. So Dead Silence is where we ended that one. If there was a horror director to direct the Dead Space movie... I'm glad it's James James Wan. I'm so glad that we we went from talking about video games made movies into video games made movies, baby. Hey, Dead Space, Dead Space has a very compelling story, and I think if done right, could also open more doors on taking previous existing IPs and making them into a movie, whether it's rebooting it or just taking a video game or what what have you into a movie. I think that Dead Space is an incredible way to start. And James Wan, I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna, you know, jump ahead of the bullet here. Yeah. But I 
I can get down with that. Yeah, I'd rather I get down. With I'd that. rather hear an actual director that I'm familiar with. Yes, that has time and time again proven that he can scare the shit out of me. Absolutely. Then just hear, oh, there's a Dead Space movie coming. Thumbs up. True. Thumbs up emoji twice. Yeah. Yeah. James Wan has single-handedly made two of my top five horror movies of all time. Insidious, Conjuring. Uh, Both of them, by the way, spawned numerous sequels. James Wan also did the story um, for Megan. No way. Yeah. Love Megan. James Wan also did the story for um, Aquaman. Well, okay. Malignant? I don't know what that one The Nun? Pretty much all of The Conjuring. Yeah, I was going to say that's just The Conjuring. Oh, also, real quick. Did you do Annabelle? Uh, yes. Yeah, I thought so. Real quick one-off. Um, there's also a uh, Conjuring series coming to HBO Max to continue this. Tune to be Max. Tune to be Max. That's pretty cool. Uh, wait. Is there, do you have any information about that, or did you just see it in passing just now? I didn't see it just now, but I, I knew that that's all I know. I just wanted, I just honestly wanted to know if uh, the two main characters are playing the two. Oh, I don't know that. Ah, I'm lucky. That's fine. Uh, James Wan, I like, I, I like a lot of his work, barring some exceptions. Uh, so, I'm down with it, dude. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to hear that. Um, as far as anything that I've watched this week, um, the only thing that I've watched is not a new watch, but a rewatch, but it kind of ties in to what we were talking about earlier is I have rewatched except for the last like 20 minutes of It Follows. Thank God. And I think that that perfectly ties into what I was saying about not seeing the scary thing beforehand. I, I agree with that. That is that is one of the very few exceptions to my rule of not showing the monster early, where they show the monster early and then they use that information against you. Yeah, the entire movie. Uh, obviously, barring some exceptions, with the scene where she opens the door to ask her if she's all right, and the fuck, oh, I'm so sorry, and the dude. Oh dude, my god, I was so I told that's you that's a jump scare dump. Perfect. Yes, and and I'm so mad that I knew it was coming. Dude, right? You knew it was coming. You knew something was going to happen, and then it happened, and it still scared the shit out of you. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, just rewatching it. I've seen the movie, so I, I knew it was coming. You know what I mean? I just meant, dude. When I first watched the movie, I knew something was going to happen, but you yeah. didn't know what. It's it- always walking. It's coming. You know what I mean? Whoa. We were we were just watching it literally last night. And in my kid ever seen it? No. <gasps> That's what I'm saying. She watched Smile and I said, Oh, this is just like it follows. And she said, What is that? Literally, Smile is it follows, but like a tenth of the quality. Exactly. And that's why, like, we were trying to find something to watch, and I was like, I'm finding this movie, and I found it. It was on Netflix, but um, yeah, we were watching as soon as it started, the instant thought that I had was that scene in the house when that dude comes through. And I was like waiting, 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 waiting. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they're in the room, and I just was literally like, "It's like one of those moments, where, like you know, it's happening, but you also want to like half cover your face." You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's that good of a scare. It's that good of a scare that you're like, you're half measuring the whole time. I definitely understand where yep. you're coming from. Absolutely. But then I knew it was coming, so then he came through, and I was like, ah, "Shit!" There it is. I wish it was my first time. 
God. seeing this again. The fact that like a and movie a, can make you think that the, I wish I never saw this movie before. The other really good aspect of it, which like I said, I'm still like a we didn't we had like 20 minutes left because we're late, but the other really good point of that movie is uh they start to believe her and they go to like the dude's like beach house or like his family's like lake house or whatever. Right. And then they're like all just like kind of sitting there and she's like has her back to behind her and she's like looking at the lake. Yeah. And then they're all like around her and then her one friend's out on the lake like swimming or whatever. Yeah. And like they don't really show her like in focus, but like if you're paying attention enough, you know that she's out on the lake. Yeah. And then behind her like way off in the distance behind her in the sand, you just see something start to walk. Dude. And then it, and then it'll go for good other people and then the dude like walks away and that's like halfway there. And then it goes again and then it comes back and then it's like not like right behind her, but like right there. You know what I yes. mean? And you see that it's the girl that you know is out on the lake swimming. Yeah. And it's like, it's either going to click that like, oh, wait a minute, she's out there. You know what I mean? Or yeah. it's just going to not click that like, oh, that's just her friend. Yeah. If you don't really think about it. And I... then it just shows like the other people's perspective where it shows the girl's hair come up because that thing like brutally murders them. Yes. And you just see her hair come up and if you weren't paying attention, you're like, oh, holy shit, that's what that was. All of a sudden. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you were paying attention, you saw it coming. And I think another really good example of why that movie works so well is the ending. I don't know if you remember this, but the ending, they it's spoilers, by the way. If you haven't watched the movie, literally end our podcast right now. Watch the movie. Come back and realize that we know what we're talking about yet again. And you should be following us on Twitter and Instagram at Pod zero more times. We know what we're talking about when it comes to good movies and TV shows. The ending to that movie, they kill, quote unquote, the monster in that pool house. And they're walking down the street hand in hand. It's, a, it's the victory scene. They won. But did they? And just in the background, in the background, they're walking down the street and you see something behind them walking. And it's at the exact pace that the monster was walking at the entire movie. Is that the monster or is that just a coincidence? Who knows? Who knows? And I think that's beautiful. I think that's a beautiful way to end that movie. Such a good movie, dude. Such a good movie. I'm glad that I'm glad that you watched it. I know that you watched it before, but I'm just glad that you watched it because that movie that that movie has a real place in my heart. I don't think that was ever like in theaters either. I don't think it ever made no, it. No, it was theaters. Uh, it was it was a Netflix movie when it first came out. No shot. It was for real. Netflix. That that movie that movie was incredible. Is incredible, actually. I agree. And if it came out now, it would have an A24 branding. <laughs> Other A24 films, while we're talking about it real quick, is um, um, The Lighthouse. Goaded. Is, I'm, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the new, uh, The Whale, Brendan Fraser. Oh, for real? Pretty positive. Could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, Google. Did A24 make The Whale? Um, search results. Did 824, right. I'll just believe that at face value. I don't feel like Googling it. And you can fact check us. Also, uh, Pearl X, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh, I need to watch Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. And I can't think of any more off the top of my head. 
but they have phenomenal movies and you should watch them. A24 is great. Start with The Witch. Genuinely. With, with, with as much love as I have for It Follows, there is an equal amount of love for The Witch. The, the Witch, if you will. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. But anyway, if you haven't watched anything, Dev, or have anything else to add... Not this week. All right. I think that'll do it. Yeah. Any last words? I want to finish this off? Ladies and gentlemen, episode four of the re-upped reunion. I don't even say reunion. We're officially back. Four episodes. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, we definitely appreciate you. I know that we already hit our quota, but genuinely do make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at reuppod. Soon to have a TikTok as well. Um, that's all for me, Devin. I love you all. Ian loves you all. For Ian Reed, I am Devin Knoll. And for Devin Knoll, I'm Ian Reed. And we will catch you next week for episode five of The Reup. <laughs>